Welcome in. It is Jobbing Out, episode number 72. Is that right? 70. Sounds right. 70, we'll go yeah. with 72. Sounds Why the hell not? Ooh, look at you, the uh, former Seattle Seahawk. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and... The main event. AJ Francis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who is uh, back in Tampa. Where Where are you exactly? Right now I am in the Renaissance Hotel um, in downtown Tampa, right by the stadium. This is where we stay for training camp. Okay, very good. That's... um. I don't know if I would enjoy living out of a hotel, however, for a month. Month and a half. Don't short me those two weeks. Jesus. You don't you don't get to go anywhere else before her? God. Um you know, what 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 are the amenities at the Renaissance in uh in Tampa? Oh, there's a bunch. They got a cool little like patio area with like oh. a fountain. Oh, that which sounds is also, nice. Which is also a poke stop, which is really key. Of course it, of course is. it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. The hotel is actually connected to the International Plaza, which is like a really big mall in Tampa. Okay. Fine, um, sounds all right. Yeah. So there's yeah. a bunch of po- there's like literally ten poke stops within five minutes walking. So it's all that I've been, matters. Poke okay stops. Up. I, I thought it was pokey. <laughs> is, is it poke stops? The other the other guys are like scouting out where all the strip clubs are, and AJ's like, dude, did you see how many <laughs> pokey stops there are around here? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. That's the way it goes. All right, we got a lot to get through this week as uh, obviously uh, we had our first week of the brand extension and uh, we haven't talked about Battleground yet, uh, so we got to talk about that as well. We were all there. It was a great night. Um, later on in the show, Drew Gulak is going to join us, the pride of Philadelphia, who uh, competed last night in the Cruiserweight Classic. We recorded this on Thursday, so um, he competed last night in the uh, Cruiserweight Classic. A big victory over, um, oh, uh, Harv... Uh, Oh come on! The hell! I I don't remember his. Harv Sira, thank yes. you. Yes, he was one that of the Bollywood boys. Right, that was one. that was brutal. So we'll talk to Drew about that. And uh, is he uh, is he promoting anything? Or? Uh, he's going to be on the evolve. Evolve. That's what I thought. Yes. All right, excellent. Looking forward. We'll talk about evolve. We'll talk about the CWC. We'll talk about Shakara since he's one of the head trainers there. Very cool. And uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff to talk about with him. Uh, before we get into any of it, we just want to follow up because we're not as drunk as we were the last time we talked to everybody. But I would like to point out, I was not drunk. I mean, you did ask me like six times for another water. You're like, bro. No, I need another water because I was parched. No, oh, yeah. It was hot in here, to be fair. It was hot. No, you're right about that. It was hot in here. But AJ, like, dude, I need I need, I need, another water. I need a, I need a, I'm like, dude, I got a Gatorade. Yeah. I'll... Because I was dehydrated, not because mm, I was drunk. I'm skeptical of your claims, sir. I had like, sir. I had like four beers and four shots. That's not enough to get me drunk. Yeah, at your size, I actually believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what a freaking night we had. That was fun. We need to um, do that again. We will. Yes. We will do that again because it, it couldn't have been more fun. And like, this is where I'm going to admit something. Rumble? Yeah, Rumble would be the perfect time to do it. I, I hope you're in the Super Bowl, though, so I hope it's not, you know, I hope you can't be here for that. But also, I, I don't know what your deal is because I don't know if you're coming back here or not. Yeah, you might be out in Orlando. Yeah. Um, but I would like to do something like that again because it just was so much fun. And I'm going to admit this openly. When you guys suggested this idea, I said, Nobody's gonna come. Like nobody wants to do this. We got like got like six listeners. They're not driving here. People drove from all over the state. Yep. Yeah. We're to, pretty cool. Yeah. And we could have had more. Um, not physically. Like we had other people that were interested that didn't. You know, like we we could have had a larger group. We don't know what I would have done with all the people if they had all shown up if that night. Yeah, we would have been even more miserable. Yeah. Um. Thank you. I yeah. think is what that comes to awesome. mind. 
thank you because, you know, we don't do this for money. We'd like to, and we're working on some things right now to make that possible. And if you want to sponsor us? Yes, we're us absolutely available. We're, we're doing this more right now because we like doing it. We're wrestling fans. And, you know, it, it, it sort of helps all of us with everything that we're doing in our careers. So it's a good thing. But I think seeing that was like a real boon to remind me that, like, people are really into this. And, like, I couldn't believe guys were, were like, saying our catchphrases. You know, like, is John Cena in the ma- Like, whoa! You know, like, they're really listening every week. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it was just, it was a really yeah. touching thing for me that there were this many people that were here and that liked the show so much and care. So I'll nerd out about it and I'll get the goofy emotional crap out of the way at the start and just say, like, I, it was a really special, special night and I'm really appreciative of everybody that came out. I had a great time. Yeah, man. it was awesome. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And we will, we will. And then people have followed that up and said, hey, you guys going to do it again? We're going to do it again. Let us get the right scenario with yeah. which we'll do it again. And we're going to do other, like, by the way, we go to Jimmy's sometimes, too. We'd love to have you come out for something like that as I well. We're, we're going to, we might, we're talking about doing a live show at the end of, or not um, a live show, but a li- we're going to be part of something at the end of September. Uh, we, don't get, yeah, right, we don't want to yeah. get too much into the details, but we might be doing something with them. Yep. So we're, we're going to try to get out there more, yes. more outreach, get to know you guys a little bit better. A thousand and, percent. Um, but that was, that was really yes. heartwarming. Very heartwarming yes. what happened. Um, so there, took care of that. Now we need to know who... Lost. The audience lost. Ah! Damn it! The audience. They they got well. They didn't get Bruce. Bruce. But uh, picking Kevin Owens when we all pick Sami Zayn and picking Charlotte and Dana when we all pick uh, uh, yeah or Bailey and and mystery partner did them in. So all right. Well, who among us? How did it go among us? I I would have been last. Oh. Of course. Who would have been first? Uh, I. Either you guys tied. We were all within like one of each other. It wasn't like. Well, I was the only person that called. um, What did I call that nobody else got at the beginning of the show? What was the second match? I don't know. There was one. I looked right at you and I was like, I put up the old two for two, and you were panicked (laughs) because you thought you were going to lose. I can't remember what the match was. What was the card? Hang on. I I don't. How did the card go on Sunday night? No, I think it was. It was. I picked the. The I I was the one who picked the new day. That that was you looked at me and that was. I picked the yes. Oh, you picked the whites too. Okay. But yeah. it, we were all within one or two of each other. Like it wasn't like one guy ran away with it and no one else did well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll. We'll give you that. All right. All right. Fine. You won. I don't care. Fair good. You won. All right. Now, um, there's so much to talk about that I almost also, don't. Also, can I propose something? Sure. I think that in the future, to avoid situations in which nobody loses, mm-hmm. I think that we should have the winner pick who they want to do something. Um, we'll discuss that one. That is loaded. That is really loaded. I do know. I understand that if I don't win, I'm going to get paid. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it would just be bad business for Aaron and I to choose each other. Like, there's there's no benefit to that whatsoever. So, yeah, we would probably both pick you. So the question really becomes, what would you do? Well, and I guess, I guess, does that defeat the purpose of the guest picker? If we if we don't, I'm saying if we in the future when we don't have a guest picker. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Good. Okay. I'm good that's with fine that. with that. I'm good with All that. All right. We can do that. All right. Um, let's. I, I, guess, I guess. Can let's... we start at battleground? Can we? Can we start with that and then sort of let it? Yes. Yes. Let it. Yeah. Let it... We're just going to kind of free right. flow this the next two segments. I want to start by saying. Sorry, I just punched the shit out of Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Is it like you're still revved up from practice this morning? <laughs> like I got to punch somebody. No, I just missed my hand on on the placement of grabbing my Gatorade. I loved. Battleground. I will say this: 
it was other than the two manias I've been to, it was the best show I've ever been to. It was, I, I mean, it'd be tough for me to sit down and sort of figure that out, but yeah. it, it was, it was a there. really good show. And I think that this step, I think in part it was a really good show because of all of the unknown, right? Like, like this, this is what I said when I was bitching about how this is going to fail last week. I still think you do it because you've created this much excitement in right. July. Right. In July, we're excited about everything right now because we can't predict it. And as we learned this week, we really couldn't can't predict pre- shit. Yeah. We're, we're going to be really confused for the next two I mean, months. You, it is wildly unpredictable at the moment. And that was part of what made Battle Beyond so good was it was in some, look, in some instances it was very, you know, like obviously. John Cena was going to win. Correct. And, you know, like, I, look, we all love Zack Ryder. You know what I mean? We all love Zack Ryder. He wasn't winning. You know what I mean? But they yet, even the things that were predictable, they made quality. You know, like, yeah. the, the Zack Ryder match was still a very good match. It was a fun but, match. And, and, and yes, and, and it got Ryder, us mojo. And, and, and so, it got yeah. us yeah. Yeah. Literally, I lost my mind. Yeah. Oh, well, we, we were sitting in front of, you know. Yeah, we were sitting right up. in front of Casey yeah. and, and all of his family, and that was really cool. AJ was not sitting with us. He, AJ uh, popped for the, the, the big seats. He popped for the, uh, the expensive I, seats. I tell you guys all the time, and the listeners might think it's a joke, I'm actually the main event. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm um, the main event. I don't sit in the 100 level. If the I funny thing the is, show. we, we, we were hopped up with Funaki. I loved our seat. Yeah, we were sitting right next to Funaki, which we is were, really funny. We were, it was great. Um, That's fine. I got to dap up. Shane O'Mac and Daniel Bryan after and you Funaki. caught something, didn't you? Didn't after, Bailey's yes, shirt. I caught Bailey's shirt, which yeah. Yeah. and I gave it to a kid because... I'm so over as a face that I had to do it. <laughs> no, we established the attachment. We say you're clearly the heel on the show. Right. No, 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 no. I'm no, the one no, doing no. the cheap pops here. Um, the the point of all of this is that um, yes, Mojo coming out was crazy and was great for everybody. But like the the Cena thing again, we knew it was going to happen. It was a good but match. But yet we got the most spectacular Enzo that we've gotten oh, yet. Yeah. He was fire on Sunday night to literally the point he was so good on Sunday that you could tell it threw off both Cass and Cena. I mean, Cena was just trying so hard not to just burst out laughing and start bowing. Right, right. (laughs) If I nitpicked a little bit, it would have been nice if like John Cena had known how to do that. You can't teach that hand motion. Like he had no idea what he was doing. It would have been nice for him to have like at least learned that beforehand. But, but that, that's the, yeah, it's a real nitpicky thing. But also, the fact that he was playing kind of the comedic straight man, it almost made it better. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Cause he was being like nerdy John Cena. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was fire. It was everything you could ask for. And the match was really good too. Um, even the goofy Randy Orton, Chris Jericho thing was goofy was and, awesome. and silly. But yeah, it was really good. You, you still managed, you somehow, despite the fact the entire setup was, the only thing we knew about it was there's going to be an RKO. Right. They still managed to make the RKO pretty good. Like, the whole thing. Jericho is one of those guys who can go in there, intentionally say, I'm going to make something corny, and make it work. Yes. Right. Yes. It was super corny, but yet entertaining. Yeah. Like, legitimately entertaining. No enhancement needed. That line. Dude. It was great. It's it, it still my it, head. It's still hilarious coming from Orton. Oh, yeah. Well, because absolutely. he's right. Because he's been popped. Real question. Do you think that was scripted or not? No. You think you think he just went with it? You think he just... Yeah. yeah. I think, I, I think Jericho's the reaction. I, the same way I think he, he went with on Tuesday night when he talked to The Miz and he said, who's pitching and who's catching? You're not telling me that that was scripted by somebody in the back. No, you're right. And Orton's gotten some trouble for that in the past. Um, remember, they stopped doing the live um, press conferences. Remember years ago, I'm talking like over a decade ago, when they would show up in a city, they would do oh, a yeah. Tuesday press conference. Yep. 
that would be open also to fans. Yeah. Um, I believe the last one was in Baltimore and it ended because of interaction between Randy Orton and Kurt Angle that, that broke, they, like, they were going so far off script that Angle ultimately ended it. All he had left, I, and you know I love Kurt Angle, but this was not a good day for him. All he had left after Randy Orton had eviscerated him a couple times was Randy Orton's a homosexual. <laughs> that was all Kurt Angle had left and the WWE said, I think no. we're going to go ahead and stop doing these. Because this is not working. I the like way when they start trying to bring back the uh, the post press conferences, like all. No, oh, I love those. Yeah, yeah. But, were... but that was because there was no audience right, interaction. Right, exactly. They could just script those. Right. When when they were allowing there to be questions yes. and audience interaction, it screwed way too much up. They went way too far off yep. of script in those press conferences. Yep. But Randy's gotten in some trouble with some other things like that. So you're right. I think he went off script a little bit there. And and look, it was great. It gave you a moment. He addressed it without really addressing it clearly it's very awkward for the wwe it's clearly very awkward they're they're not trying to deal with it they're obviously officially they're punting right they're saying hey he's a part-timer we can't do anything about it it's the way it is really come on man right um but he managed to bring it up and make it a moment and that that was perfect that was what you could ask for so I, I and Randy Orton was wearing pants. That's a historic moment right there. That is true, too. Yeah, he, was, he was wearing pants. And can we also talk about the fact that for the first time, like, there's been other match of the year candidates other than Shinsuke and Sami Zayn. Yeah. But, for the but like, for the first time I saw a match this year that if it beat Shinsuke and Sami Zayn for match of the year, I wouldn't have a problem with it. it at all. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. And not- with botches. It was oh, so good. enhanced it. That's yeah. the thing. The way they played it off. I think without the botch, the match is not quite as good. Obviously, we're talking about Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, which was, dude, th- this is first of all, you got, they got a standing ovation in the middle of the match, match. The right now, and, and, and not just a "this is awesome," a just legitimately holy we love shit, you guys, we right. need to show our appreciation here. Uh, I got I it. Was on the barricade, like slapping the barricade, like amazing. Oh, well, you saw me. I almost fell onto Fuki. Dude, it was, <laughs> and I'll say a couple things about this. I do not give DC crowds credit much. I don't think DC crowds have particularly been very good They're over the years. Generally. DC crowds suck. Yeah. But that crowd was awesome. And it, I think that's because it was such a big pay-per-view. I don't think it was real a real DC crowd. I think people from Baltimore and Philly and maybe – Okay, I'll buy that. I, I do think – I think there was more. I, I do think that there's also the fact that it was the first pay-per-view in five years, so there were some DC fans who were well, – And I do think that the wrestling fans in general have been given new life because yeah. of the brand extension. And I think that that has gotten them fired up a bit and so maybe even some of the dc fans that have sucked in the past were a little bit more energized on it, sunday it and, the same and, it helped, and it helped that it was probably one of the best cards that dc's yes. ever seen ever. it was it was i excellent. mean the last right. time dc had a pay-per-view the main event was john cena versus r-truth i know you fucking say a word negative <laughs> about that i'm gonna strangle you motherfucker <laughs> how about on monday what we were talking oh, about so, R-Truth? aj you have no idea no, we, we were we, talking about that we literally we're thing. sitting there on sunday night and i just said dude you know what they're gonna do they're gonna have our truth walk through a match playing Pokemon Go on Monday. Like I, I am. There is no doubt in my mind they, that they are. They are. They are listening to every week, and they are bugging us. Like they are. They. We are the tastemakers now. It's become very clear to me. I'll take that as flattery. <laughs> <laughs> um. But but no. I the, the crowd. I think was a big part of the show on Sunday night. Yep. The crowd was into literally. Like even the the Becky Natalia match. As, they, they were coming down. They were coming down, but as as much as you could probably ask for from a Becky right. Natalia match uh, from a crowd, like didn't didn't poo poo it, didn't 
this is awful, didn't, you know, like. JBL, JBL. Yeah, they, they. No, I did hear fans try to chant, this is boring during. Yeah, there was a. Miz and Darren. There was, there was a but smattering that was of so that. so disrespectful because they were actually doing real chain wrestling in it, the ring. Well, what it was, it was, it looked like a Bob Backlund match. It looked like, yeah. a, you know, that's what yeah. they were going for. No, I, I'm with you. And the other thing about that match is that's the only mistake they made all night was not having a clean finish in that match. Like, Even, it just, well, what just was, the finish was bad. Like, it didn't make sense. Right. What, <laughs> what was the point? If, like, you, if you had a double count out or whatever, okay. Because, you know, if you're trying to make Darren Young great again, then you don't necessarily want to give him a loss. I hear them. you, but... I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that could be what they were thinking. They actually wanted to keep Darren relevant, so they didn't want him to lose. But you have to have a finish that makes sense. And yeah, what happened that, didn't make any sense. But outside of that, I, I don't yeah. know what you complain about. I just don't. I, I, this was, and look, you know me, I love to complain. I got so little complaint about about that show on Sunday night. It was, it was so great. It, it, was it was better so than great. any July pay per view had any right being. Quite frankly, yes. Like that—that's what it came came yes. down to. It gave you everything. I get it. Part of it is you got a WrestleMania main event in July. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's you got a blow off on one of the biggest, the one of the more significant the, yeah. feuds in, in in the last ten years in wrestling. You yes. got a, and, and I know it's not a permanent blow off, but it's a, a it, it could be a blow off for a right significant now. a significant blow off for now. Right. And that mattered a big deal. And again, and they made us feel it. They they acted like and it. what now, I. Boy, did you ever need more proof than they needed to do Wyatt's and New Day at WrestleMania? How pissed are you that they didn't do that then? Because the Wyatt's and the New Day, and fuck both of you for ever suggesting it wasn't going to be as great as I knew it was going to be, it was, it had the feel of a big, meaningful match, despite the fact that we knew it wasn't going anywhere from there. Like, yeah. it, it Mm. Yep, it was it, awesome. It was, it and was you can truly bring, great. The best thing is you can bring it back because Luke Harper is bound to be back eventually. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit, right? But you, you can, you can redo it if you want to revisit it. If you want to go another way with that, you'll have the ability to do it. Obviously, it appears that the New Day is working with the club now. And <laughs> yeah, tell me when you're going to complain about that. I, I was saying that it, it would make all the sense of the world because if if anyone's going to beat the New Day, it's probably going to be the club. If for no other reason, you're, I don't think you want Enzo and Cass and the New Day to go against you. Yeah, it doesn't. So they, yeah, it, it doesn't make right a lot there. of sense. You have a right. great heel buffer yeah no, no no it doesn't make a lot of sense to do that um all right so where do we want to break away to first from from Let, battleground just, we've all let, sung the praises of battleground finn. finn makes the most sense okay all right um so well, you would just go straight to finn well i think we can talk about the, t- the picture in general why don't we start with raw and we'll you know we'll get as far as we do and then we'll take a break and we'll, we'll finish up the rest of the week all right all right cool um both raw and smackdown were also very good this week but again a lot of that has to do with there was meaningful shit that was happening. The shows are always better when they mean something. When there's, when there's. Well, it also helps that the next pay per view is SummerSlam. Yeah, that helps too. Yeah, sure. So there's that, a so that kick, means, so kick that off means, SummerSlam. Like, you're coming off a big. good and and it is it is the start of a new. You know, I don't know about the new era thing, but right. it, it is the reset button right here. So we got to start. Everything that happened this week mattered. Yeah. And that's it. When what I'm watching matters, I'm gonna enjoy the shows more. I just am. Now, also, big thing for me this week, there was a lot of wrestling. There was there was a yeah, single when recap. Half, when you have half the roster but the same length show, you're gonna have to fill it with actual wrestling. Right. Well, but in the past they filled it with with rewinds, with recaps. I don't think we got a single recap. Well, they did package. like the they did the um they, they've got an advertising thing for like the greatest moments in WWE history or ever. But, but that ever. you know that that was coming out of a commercial right. break or something as opposed to oh well here you know Michael Cole saying oh, here's let's a let's go back and watch package. what happened. Right. Right. That's a good point. Um, when there's more wrestling, that's a good thing too. Um, I get it. Yeah. 
I love the format. I loved the going back to the squash matches. I love that. Yeah, I absolutely I, loved it. I don't love squash matches. I don't necessarily love jobbers. I don't love squash matches except for when you do it with people that make sense. But, like no no offense to Ryback, but his squash matches, he's a six foot dude. Like, right. He's like he yeah he's big and strong, but like squash matches are supposed to be for the Nia Jaxes and the Braun Strowmans of the world. Like okay. that's who the, that's who's supposed well, to. Be I, and this matches. is where I'm gonna. I have I I think it made way more sense for Nia Jax because you're trying to introduce her. We already know Braun Strowman's a a, a terror. He's a nightmare. We've been watching. Yeah, but he's Braun, never worked by himself. I understand that, but I think that Braun Strowman should be in a place where you should be able to give him a match. And maybe this is one of the issues that you have right now. You need to have a lower end of your card. Well, and that's the problem is that we don't you don't want the job. You don't want jobbers to be on the rest on the roster because it lowers the like you said but, it lowers but, the low. But the those low guys have always been important. It's always been important to have someone that you you're not afraid to have them take a loss. Yeah, but you can have that at SummerSlam as opposed to you throwing build, you build Jack- up to that. But you're not. Yeah. But this is the problem. I'm not talking about. Um, yeah, Jack Swagger is a great example of one of these guys right now, but I, I, I don't like that you're treating your former champion as a, as a well, jobber that, either. But that's what, that's the problem. So who do you have? You have Curtis Axel, and that's about it. Right, right now you have a lack of those people, but I think that they perform a very important role on a roster, and I think that we've had guys like, look, the Brooklyn Brawler is the obvious answer, right? Um, but you have had guys of that ilk that you have not been afraid to say, dude, you're going to have to take some losses for us. It's the way it goes. We need to make somebody else look strong. I have never liked just pulling, here's random person that you don't know of, because then really, am I that impressed that Nia Jax can destroy someone who, as we learn later, if you've read some of the things on the Internet, is actually a dentist? Are you that impressed that Nia Jax beat the tar out of someone who's not a professional wrestler? Does that prove anything? She looked great because Nia Jax is going to look great. But is it that much more valuable than having a match where the opponent would get some offense in? And I, I got to think of who's on Raw and who's on and SmackDown thing, right now on the now, lower end. For now, you almost have to because you don't want to ruin it. Or not, I'm not going to say ruin, I, but you don't want to say you, you, and you, you guys are going to be jobbers. You don't want to say you that don't, I don't, That's what I just said. You don't have to be a jobber. You can get offense they, in. But they want her to be look great. But they but don't want her to be how does that? How does it look great to destroy someone who's not a professional wrestler? Because she, I mean, hey, she, she is, is a wrestler. A she is a wrestler. She's been down on she's NXT. A, she's been she, down on NXT. She's no. She has another job. Yeah, there's a big difference between not a pro wrestler because otherwise nobody outside of nerds knows that she's a professional wrestler. If she's in the ring, she's a pro wrestler. I, I think you're you're going a little bit too far because I think the assumption more likely is that you're a wrestler than you're not. Like Sonny Boy is a wrestler, was a wrestler on Raw. Correct. Yes. As as was his buddy. But we they don't, don't reference that. They don't reference that. But if you're in the ring, like the the guy who was who was Braun Schwartz, by the way, who I loved, and I hope they continue doing the Byron interview in the ring. Yeah. Um, because I think that's a great bit right there, yeah, I think and I think fun. that does help to get Braun over as oh my god, everybody is terrified of mm-hmm. him, as opposed to like let's be honest, in the Wyatt family, people called him retarded as much as they called him, you know, as as much as they called him like a, a fearsome figure, you know, whenever they were okay. feuding, they kind of called him dumb. Like that's the thing, they kind of made him out to be a little bit dumb. But so so to show real terror from people, I thought was a good thing. However, uh, I think that if they're in the ring, most people are assumption is they're a wrestler. They, they may not be a WWE caliber wrestler, but they're a wrestler. They're not looking to say, oh, she's a dentist. I think that they did far more to help Nia Jax by the way they talked her up than anything that she did in the ring. 
I think that the the commentary team did a great job with Nia Jax. I thought the commentary team did a great job with Finn Balor, by the way. I thought that that, that they did a great job with him too. I am just never been a believer. I, I'm not interested. I know what I'm going to see. As soon as you give me a, a somebody who's not on the roster, I just don't care because I know what you're going to do with it. You're just going to have somebody destroy them. Did, Great. Did you care more about Neville Axel? Um, yeah, because there were two uh, WWE wrestlers. But, but on you the... actually cared more about that? Yes. Oh, see, for, I did. For me, I knew that Neville was going to win and win pretty handily, so I viewed it the same way. Um, I think I knew that Neville was going to win. I don't think I knew how handily he was going to win because I I never know what they're doing with Curtis Axel. And again, it's a pretty unpredictable time right now in the WWE. Um. I, do I think it accomplished more? I, I don't, I think that Neville was, uh, same thing. I think he accomplished as much by trying to, what the commentary team does is equally as important. Oh, as of course. It, 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 all, it always is about the commentary. Um, and I think the commentary right. team really struggled with Neville on Monday night. And I think they, they got a little bit of a giggle fit and they weren't talking up Neville. Remember like a couple times they had to say, yeah, but it's good to have Neville back, right? Like the middle of the match, they were struggling with the fact they were still supposed to be putting Neville over, and they weren't doing as well with that as they did with Nia Jax. I, I think they're in a weird position with Neville. It right? also didn't help. It also didn't help that Neville didn't have like people. Nobody. It's sad to see, but nobody really cared that Neville was back. Yeah, I I told you I think they're in a tough place with Neville. Ne- well, Neville's in a hold right now because he's very clearly going to be part of the cruiserweight division. They're just waiting to really establish that. So I feel like he's almost in a hold right now to like. Yeah. We we got to remember he's still around, but he's probably not going to do anything meaningful until we really get the cruiserweight division going. Okay, so the other thing, um, yeah, well, let's let's there's a bunch of other things from Ross of God. Obviously, oh, also, I, I would like to point something out. Yeah. Um, where are all the people that bitch that Roman Reigns doesn't take pins? Well, if it takes a stare or a, a PED <laughs> bus to take pins, I don't think you get credit for taking pins when you're well, being punished for Well, that's not what I'm suspension. saying. He still, he still took his taking pins against literally Seth, Dean, and Finn Balor in his last four matches. Um, in the last season, yeah. Yes. yes. Well, I don't... I'm just pointing that boy, out. I, boy, I... I don't know. I was never the guy that bitched that, that Roman didn't take pins, so I don't. I I, I can't speak for those people, unfortunately. Um, I I think that yes, it's very clear that Roman's being penalized. I think that's obvious. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know that it was ever a better strategy coming out of Battleground to have Roman as champ. Like I think that if the strategy, it would have worked if he. Shook Stephanie's hand afterwards and became, and became a heel. Yes, right, right. Yes. I, I, okay, so so let's get into the title thing. Let's just get right. into this now. So they do the the two, you know, four men or uh, yes, fatal four fatal ways. Four ways That's called a fatal four way. They do the two fatal four ways. They have Finn and Roman win them. I, the Roman one was predictable. The Finn one was not. I don't think we knew what to expect from Finn. It is tough to have someone to make their debut, give them this big entrance, and then when they're going to lose their first match. Um, so that would have been a tough look. I. I was still surprised, honestly. I was surprised. I, well, I thought he was going to win, but I didn't think he was going to win in the main event. Yeah, I did not envision Finn going on to be in the title match for their new Universal Championship. I don't actually I thought, care uh, that much. I thought that Roman was going to win that match to, to instill more booze right. in him. Right. Like for the point of getting more booze because people would have booed him out I, of the gym. I just don't know if they're... Trying. I mean, you still have Stephanie running him down. Like it seems like they're still trying. Oh, it definitely to seems that way. The only hope I have is that that final interview was the setup for him to ultimately turn heel at SummerSlam. That's my only hope. Is that? What do we think he's doing at SummerSlam? Kevin Owens. That's what I. I, I was thinking Zayn, 
Rusev and Owens Reigns would be kind of the two mid-card matches from Raw. Both be really good. I mean, nobody would complain about either one of them. Um, I, I, when he said, I hope, I hope he gets another chance. Now, th- this scenario would involve Finn Balor having to beat Seth Rollins, and that's a little out there, but, I mean, again, it's a totally it's unpredictable. A new era. <laughs> In that scenario, you could have Finn Balor win. Roman, who's now said, I respect that dude, you know, I hope he wins, come out and then, you know, turn heel after the championship match at SummerSlam and lose his mind and flip out on Finn, and, and that that could be when you do it. If they're just delaying it, I'm good with them delaying it because SummerSlam's a great time to do it. If this really is them committed to trying to make to. Roman Reigns a face, I... It's crazy at this point. I, I, it's just I have no idea what you're doing. Like I just that that's unfathomable to me. That's why I'm choosing to believe that they're pushing it off to SummerSlam. Yeah, I got no problem with that. <laughs> I, I was, mean, I was hoping that I the mean, resident Roman also, Reigns guy. Would... I mean, they could also just be doing what. I mean, he's not. They could have a plan to try to get him back over by not pushing him so much and having him just work great matches, which is what they did to get him over the first time. <sighs> I. Th- Yes, I just think it's harder coming off of the suspension. I, I think it's more difficult. Like, let, let's, Did you not hear Randy Orton over the list? Yeah, but Randy Orton was hurt. He wasn't suspended. He was no, suspended. but he's been suspended. Yeah, but that was, that was five, yeah, years, that was five ago. years ago. Five years ago he, and ten years came, ago and twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah but when too. he came back each time, he came back and he was a face. Well, not each time, but the last time he came back, he was a face. Uh, I, I'll believe you. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. I, I really can't. But now, this, yeah. it was also where he was going in was a little bit different, too. I mean, He was also on the B show. Well, he, he was on SmackDown at the time, which kind of, you know, it didn't get the same crowds as Raw. That was the kind of the They end weren't of as the, angry yeah. as as yeah. as vocal that way. Look, I, they clearly have wanted Roman Reigns to be the next time. And this is this is some longer. We talked about this a little bit last week. Ultimately, you have to you have to have your new Cena. We we all have to accept John Cena within the next three years is not going to be a full-time wrestler. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was sooner than that the fact they put him on smackdown the fact that it's kind of clear he's not supposed to be the star of smackdown so right he's now still the face that runs the right place, i get it they, they remind us over and over but I, again i think it's i think it's recognition of look we know what we're dealing with with john cena he's, he's clearly he's transitioning, transitioning into that yes he's clearly getting more and more opportunities outside of wrestling i i think he's more likely to come back more often than the rock did oh, yeah. but I, and I, I, I don't think, think he's going to be. Nobody's going to be the star that The Rock is. You know what I mean? I, I think I think he's going to start working that kind of half and half schedule. Right. Like seven months on, five months off. Type I, deal. I think everybody has to be aware of the fact that that's coming and probably coming soon. And so they have to identify. Yeah, you said coming. Ah, I see what you did there. I think they're having to identify who the next guy is going to be, and it's very clear they wanted it to be Roman Reigns. Now it has not gone the way that they wanted it to go. So are they so insistent that we don't have another option? There's no. Good option B for who the next face of the company is going to be that we just have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and making it Roman Reigns. And, and there's an argument for if you're, if you're in WWE shoes right now and you were told you have to give us a next top star of this company, what are you doing? I mean, as a single star, it's hard. I think that it's interesting. Uh, if, if you go back to this weekend, the other big thing, not on necessarily wrestling radar, but WWE kind of took over Comic-Con. Like, they had a mm-hmm. major, major presence there. And the biggest presence there was the New Day. That's and, fine. And I, I think that's meaningful. But, that and, and that's fine, that. but he's, that's not, you that's need not a, a face of the company. Right. You need I'm telling you right face. now, you give me, you, you've, you've been handed this responsibility by Vince McMahon. I feel like, I really feel like 
you're thinking that the face of the company has to be a face in the ring. I do. I absolutely think the face of the company has to be a face in the ring. The guy you want to do the make-a-wishes? No, I just think that the face of the company has been and will be Seth Rollins for a while. But okay, so so they... Seth Rollins got a whole segment with uh, John Stewart, and he had John Stewart help him in SummerSlam last year. I hear, but I mean, John Stewart's not over with kids. Game. They need somebody that's going to make sure that kids he's not, he's are, are not tuned big in. With kids yet. He's not. Nobody's. I mean, Seth Rollins never been big with kids. Now, you, if you because if that's your argument, when by the way, been a baby face? Right, so but that's the thing. If, if the if the choice is turn him face, right? Yeah. Th- this is my because I would say right now, if you told me if, if I had to come up with somebody, yeah. and and I'm and I'm leery of Roman Reigns and whether I'm not gonna be able to make it happen or not, then yes, my second person would be Seth Rollins. That would be the next person that I would turn to. But I would be working towards a major Seth Rollins face turn. I would be working towards. A significant Seth Rollins face turn, easing him away from the the clothing of the Shield, easing him away from the entrance of the Shield. I'm not telling you. He doesn't you, wear the clothing of the Shield anymore. He still wears dark no, cl- no, colored no, colored no, no, clothing. No, no. You're saying clothe him in bright, you know, basically. Yeah, I'm not every... saying him make him Cena. I'm just saying that you wouldn't come out in all black anymore. He doesn't. He comes out in gray. AJ. <laughs> Is gray and black the same color? Or no, but you understand what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, and you know I'm right about this, and you're choosing to be an asshole. If, but, okay, <laughs> so so your argument is that Seth Rollins can't be the face, uh, and he can't be a baby face with gray clothing, but you thought that they were trying to do that with Roman Reigns, and he has the exact same clothes. Oh, I, 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 I agree, but it hasn't worked with Roman Reigns. They have not but gotten that, it's there. It hasn't worked with Roman Reigns, not because of Roman Reigns. Well, up t- until the suspension. Well, okay, fine. I, I, there's a million reasons why it maybe hasn't worked yet. I don't know what the reason. As, as Aaron and I have said over and over again, we think they've done him wrong. I, I think they have poorly handled his character. Like, there's a lot of things they haven't done right with Roman Reigns. But I, I still think... They're probably in a place where, as they try to develop their next, they haven't had to worry about it yet because they still have John Cena. I think they're in a place now where they have to identify the post-John Cena world and and what that looks like and who is their star of stars. And I'm with you. It could very well be Seth Rollins. I think they have to turn him full face in order to get to that point. And I'm I, just saying, I'm just saying, Raw. Whenever you would see a Raw commercial or a Raw lead-in or anything on the USA Network, it was John Cena that was in the commercial throwing up his hands and doing all the stuff right. John Cena does, and now it's Seth Rollins. Yes. That's all I'm saying. I, and and I, I think that they're getting there. And if that's the case, if they decide Seth Rollins is the guy, I think they need to throw themselves behind him fully and alter his character easiest, a bit The easiest that. way to – no, you don't even really have to alter his character. Just the real easiest way to do it is to have him lose because Finn gets help from the club. Well, that'd be a good way to do it. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. It'd be a really good way to do it. If you align them and, and make Finn a heel and go that route, which I think is a good idea. Yeah. I think it's always a good idea for guys to come up as, as heels. And, and I think that we saw that on Monday night. Like, as exciting as the moment was for, for nerdy wrestling fans in the arena, there was sort of a, it wasn't a 10 when Finn Balor came out. There were not as many people. It was a 10 when he won, though. When he won, okay. I mean, it, I think in part because it's the crazy unpredictability of it. But I think that Finn could be served well by having a heel run for a little while. I think that could be a good thing for Finn Balor at the start of his main roster career, to do a little bit of a heel thing for a while. I think that would help him. But if you have him win and then have Roman come out and, you know, Superman punch him afterwards and and make Roman a heel, I think that you can accomplish something doing that as well. 
Yeah. And and I think that can go a long way. All right, let's grab a break here. We got a lot more to talk about from Raw and SmackDown, um, including the fact that the SmackDown main event is e- maybe even more unpredictable than Finn Balor. I think um, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was much more unpredictable. Yeah. We'll talk about that next. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and he's the main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. All season, 12-year-old baseball players across the globe have been perfecting their fundamentals in the Babe Ruth League. All that hard work will pay off as the best teams meet in Aberdeen for the Cal Ripken World Series. The action gets underway this Friday and concludes with the World Championship on Saturday, August 6th. It's free to attend the Cal Ripken World Series, but if you can't be in Aberdeen, you can listen to all of the games at sfmsports.net and on the SFM Go app. Our friends at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square are open for business with two all-new drive throughs a faster, high-tech kitchen, and a totally remodeled dining room. To you, it all means faster service and an even more comfortable place to eat. The next O's Day at Chick-fil-A is August 22nd. Wear any genuine Orioles gear and get a free sandwich all day. That's Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, just off Campbell Boulevard in the Nottingham Square Shopping Center. And don't forget Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square for all of your catering needs. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jake the Snake Smith from Baltimore Boxing. Just letting you know our next event is August 4th at Michael's 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Yep. Rumble, young man rumble, and these boys will be rumbling that night. You don't want to miss it. August 4th, doors open, 6.30, first fight, 8.15. You can get your tickets by going to BaltimoreBoxing.com or come down to the boxing gym in Fells Point at 506 and a half South Broadway. That's Rumble, Young Man Rumble with Jake the Snake Smith and Baltimore Boxing, Thursday, August 4th at Michaels 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, BaltimoreBoxing.com. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone. Real baseball talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StanTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Newsonoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Newsonoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry, quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Newsonoff and Sons has designer mountings and certified loose diamonds prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal download their new app the vow engagement ring finder for iphone or android and search styles get prices and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually charles newson often sons orioles ravens jewelry and the vow engagement ring finder go to charlesnewsonoff.com or call 410-661-5050. Charles Newsonoff and Sons Jewelers, 8720 Cedar Hill Road in Parkville. Let's roll together. Back in here, segment number two, it is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and... 
the main event. AJ Francis, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, live from training camp, which is underway this week, and uh, he's down there kicking ass and working his way towards the regular Stomping season. Stomping a mud hole in these motherfuckers. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't do that for a living, so I got nothing. If it makes, and to prove that I'm just stomping mud holes in people, um, when I got here, there's a poke gym, uh, at the facility. Yeah. And, um, it was, you know, Team Valor, which is Aaron's team, which is right. the trash team. The Valor Club. Come on. It's the not Valor Team Club. Valor. That is a, the Valor that is a, Club. It's a really cool nickname. What Valor is Team Club. Valor? You, you well, got colors. It's too there. much to explain. Oh, God. But just know that within 10 minutes of me being at the facility, Team Mystic took that bitch over, and we have not let it go. Well, we did let it go once, but we let, got it back. <laughs> who all Who all plays? How many In of your teammates? Room, yeah. How many of your teammates play? Doug Martin. Um, who I'm trying to. I don't know who all plays. I know Doug plays, and I know like five or six other guys play. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, Josh Robinson plays. Wow. Uh, we're, you know, me and him are both team mystics, so we pretty much run the place. <laughs> we're, we're the face. You're the face that runs, that runs the, place. the place. What Good. team is the muscle hamster? Yeah, he's actually on team instinct. What? Yeah, he's I, on, he's the only person I've ever met that's on the yellow team. I'm gonna join his team, I think, because <laughs> this is all so foreign to me. Um, alright, well, good luck with all that. <laughs> I wish I had something else to say. Are there, by the way, like when you play in a game, this is a real question. Are there? Can you get Pokemon or Pika, whatever you get at stadiums? Uh, yeah, there, there are people Absolutely. around us playing at Battleground. Oh, I know that. But what I'm saying is like, okay, so when like when's your first preseason? I played game? at Battleground. AJ, what's your first preseason game? Uh, two weeks from now, I think. Is it is it at home or is it on the road? So it's on the road. It's at, I think it's in it, Philly. It's, yeah, it's in oh, that's Philly. right. It's right. It's right yeah. in Philly. Okay. So will you, like, go to the field before the game and take your phone with you to, like, go try to collect Pokemons? I probably won't have to. I'll probably be able to do it from the locker room. <laughs> what a world, man. What a world. I don't. I love it. I, I don't, I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. All right, let's let's get back into this. Hey, our truth approves. I know. Yeah, no doubt. So and if our, truth, if our truth approves, then... And that was just the gold. Of course it was. Of it's course it was. It's our truth. God damn the way that some of you do not understand the greatness of our truth. All right. Anyway, um, so the one thing that we didn't really talk about from Raw, and it's going to bleed over into the conversation about SmackDown, is the situation on as far as the women are concerned, and a massive, massive moment on Monday night. As uh, following her win on Sunday with surprise partner Bailey, which we didn't really even talk about that either because we all knew it was coming, but yet it still didn't take away from the fact that it was magic. It was cool. It was very, we got very to cool. see Bailey enter into a WWE arena. Like that's it gonna was be actually. It was. I was actually surprised that they brought her up just for that, and they didn't like have her have her work double duty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I. I... I think that that's not going to be very long. I think that they got to get through with the Oscar yeah, thing. Yeah, they just wanted to get through uh, Takeover, and then they can call him up. And I think they also just didn't want to. It would have been weird if she wasn't drafted. She appears, and then she's on a roster. Yeah, that would kind of devalue the draft a little. Yeah, bit. I guess. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't really care much. I think it's way more about. You mean like you mean like Heath Slater? <laughs> yeah. 
Heath Slater's on the show right now. It's true. He still remains a free agent. He, he might have end up on Evolve, as we uh, found out on WWE.com. <laughs> He's in negotiations with Gabe. Hey, good for him, actually. That, I didn't know that. That's great. Oh, they, they did this That's whole thing where, where he's in negotiations with Gabe, like Progress, the other the UK company yeah. there, that he's like in negotiations ah, with that's them. That's a really good bit. It's that's really, a really, like, really, really good bit. It could be something kind of special. No, that's excellent. Right. That's really excellent. Um, so, yeah, Sasha Banks is the new women's champion. And, and can I say that I literally stood up and started clapping, and it got a little dusty in my room. <laughs> Just a little dusty, and I had to, you know, tilt, you know, when you don't want a tear to come down, so you tilt your head back, so you look yeah. like a man. Uh-huh. I had to rock the tilt head for like at least five seconds. <laughs> and I Tots do the thing. Like, and Tots was like, Tots looks at me and she goes, my wife, she looks at me and goes, you're a giant nerd. Well, I mean, oh, she's okay. right about that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not wrong. You try to argue with her. Um, the the thing that I do, by the way, in those situations, is try to make it look like my eyes are just watery. Oh yeah, no. You know, like yeah, I mean, yep. like, oh god, you know, like. Just I know, that. man. I definitely yawned. That's what happened. Oh yeah, yeah, you definitely. That's a that's a thousand percent. You yawn. That's a great point. Um, it, you know. I, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, what, what do you think? There, was it a we want to try to make it. Raw unpredictable thing, or was it some you other know reason? You when I knew Sasha was going to win? I don't. The Eddie? No. That was uh, that was awesome, too. But I knew Sasha was going to win right when they were doing the name announcements. Like, when they were announcing Sasha and uh, Charlotte in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlotte was holding the belt up and looking at it for super long, as if to say... See you when I see you. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I didn't catch that. I had to go back and look at it. If you go back and watch it right now, Charlotte literally holds the belt up and looks at it for a solid, like, awkward, like, eight, nine, ten seconds. Hmm. Interesting. Before she gives it to the ref. That's that's really interesting. All right, I'll go back. I'll go back and I'll look for it. Um, But it it was. I I think it's more just the kind of look. Raw is going to be like, you know, they're trying to tell you, hey, you always have to watch Raw. No, I think it, I thought it was smart. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's logical because you still get the same main event for SummerSlam coming out of it. Like, it didn't screw up your, your plans. And it actually and it, helps the main event from SummerSlam because it makes it so that the main event from SummerSlam is the blow-off. Uh, it can be, yeah. It certainly can be, and there's plenty. If you, as long as you have, I mean, more than we're thinking Sasha's going to win that match. Right. So if Sasha wins that match, then Charlotte can go on and do something else, and you could have somebody else. In the well, you would presumably have a Charlotte Dana feud that comes out of that, or or a Sasha Page or whatever you want. Right. No, no, no I'm I'm good with all that. Um, I, look, it was great. Of course, it was great. It's Sasha Banks winning the women's championship. It was. It's yep. gonna be great, and we all think that Sasha's a superstar. And I I do think the really amazing thing is seeing how many legitimate top-tier women they've been able to... We made fun of the Divas Revolution concept, but what's really happened out of the Divas Revolution is... Uh, Divas Revolution. Yes. The Divas (laughs) Revolution part sucked. It was terrible. The teams, it was miserable. It was awful. It was so piss-poorly executed, I can't describe it. But yet, here we are a year later, and there's truly been a Divas Revolution. I I, I thought... I, I put this out on Twitter. I thought the two divas matches at the pay per view. Correct. Two divas matches at the pay per view. They thought, and you know, what, whatever you say about squash matches, they thought Nia Jax wasn't important enough to bring in a local talent and have her squash matches. We have never seen that before in the women's division. Like no. that is the no. Nia Jax is a different. Well, it, she's different. I mean, they but had at this, karma, and they used girls that were on the roster. Yeah, like they right. are treat. 
The, right, the they're, they're afraid to give women losses right now, well, which is... And they are treating them like the men. And right. That is what the women's revolution... Right. It's not, it's not these Correct. huge matches. Like, that's the Correct. least you can do. Yeah. They're treating them like the men. No, 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 absolutely. And that's that's what we wanted. That was the point of the women, women's revolution. Yeah. We just got there in a really effed up way. It was it was not done well, but the results, very good. We're very happy with that. So that's a good thing. Now, let me bleed that over into SmackDown. Because... It's very awkward right now on the SmackDown side. They no, do. It's, not. Mm, I, it's awkward because they do this whole thing where they introduce Carmella and they introduce Alexa Bliss and then they reintroduce Eva Marie and Eva yes. Marie. It was the greatest entrance ever. Okay. It was phenomenal. It was. It was it good. Was. I'm not. I'm not arguing with whether or not it was good. It was a very good entrance. They still have a big problem with Eva Marie, which is they can. They can Can't vision, have her wrestle. That, that's the problem. They they can vision her as being a great heel. She's not a great heel. She is legitimately despised. It's a different thing than being a good heel. And it's a, I'm not going to watch if Eva Marie is wrestling because she cannot wrestle. This isn't, I'm, re- I'm watching the hope that she loses. It's, I can't watch this. She can't put together two consecutive moves. She you has say, to stop. You say you can't watch it until they have her win matches. <sighs> and then, and then that's going to make her the most hated heel in the history I mean, if of they, the you're right. If they go that route, it would go a long way into getting her to be a hated heel. It, it's very tricky, though, right now with Eva Marie because she, she, it's not a bit. It's not like when, you can't wrestle. This is not a bit. She legitimately cannot wrestle. Still, years in. I will give her credit. She does get better every time, but it's like the difference between the reading level of a two-year-old and a three-year-old. Right. The bar is so low that, yes, she is getting better. No, I'm not disagreeing that she's probably gotten better. She couldn't execute single moves in the past. She cannot put together consecutive moves. It's, it's, oh, it's painful. Granted, we haven't seen her wrestle in a while, so maybe she... I I mean, I probably have not seen her wrestle. And I will say, you you can say whatever you want, but it's mainly because she was in a match with Bailey. But that championship match she had with Bailey was at least watchable. It was a good match. Was that was I, just, that was before it, when we saw her yeah, in Philadelphia, yeah. right? That was that yes. was unwatchable. What we saw in Philadelphia was unwatchable. Oh she, no, she's well it was just she her probably ducking. wasn't wrestling Bailey. Well she was wrestling Asuka. Yeah I mean you would think there'd be something there. It was it was just her basically getting kicked or ducking kicks the entire match. And every time she attempted to perform a wrestling move, she had to stop afterwards. And they're trying to do this thing where they're trying to make it part of her character where she stops and she like blows a kiss to the crowd. But that's not really what it is. It's she does not have the ability to go from one wrestling move to the next wrestling move. So they're trying to incorporate that into her character. It's very difficult. Look. I, I thought it was a great entrance. I'm not disagreeing with you. It was over the top. It was absurd. And, and, and so it was that's, exactly what it should have been. Right. You know, you know what that segment did for me is that I was watching the draft with you guys, but I really didn't pay attention to who got drafted to what show. Like, I really didn't – like, other than Mojo going to SmackDown on the after show part. Right. Like, I didn't really care where everybody went because I knew I'd fig- find out, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. when they were on screen. I did not know how actually good the women's roster is on SmackDown. Well, it's very good, but this is when the... you have you have when you have Alexa Bliss and Carmella, and you have uh, Becky Lynch, and you have Natalia. By the way, there's Naomi. Oh, I love Naomi. You know that. I mean, all all six of those girls can go. Okay, all six of them. The question becomes. Then you have Eva Marie, who's despised. It 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 it, it could. 
It could be a fantastic – I'm willing to say right now the top of the Raw Divas roster is much better when you have Paige and Sasha and Sure. Charlotte, but I think that the SmackDown roster may be deeper. Okay, maybe so. This is the problem. If they're not going to incorporate the championship in any way, and we still – like, I think they will. They're not saying they, one way or the other, which is the weird part about it, right? I think like, they're going to create one. I, I – Wait, you think you think they're going to create a one? second title? You think? Yeah, just like they came up with a second world heavyweight title. Yeah, but I think that's a different thing. I think they're going to end up having the title. You float. said you want to you want you they're treating the women like the men. Right? I hear you. I hear you. There's an argument for that. I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm just saying my gut ends up being that they end up letting the title float. That's just my gut, right? Is that they go that if they have to do one or the other? Yeah, I do not trust the WWE to create quality storylines content, whatever, without having a goal for all of these women on a show. You have six women on a show that are all very good performers. What's their goal? What's the point? What's the purpose if there's no championship involved? Like, what what are you doing? Other than saying, I'd like to get the Raw so I can compete for a championship. Which you know makes I mean? SmackDown feel like the B Raw. Correct. So I, it's imperative to me. As good as those performers are, and I don't disagree with you in any way, AJ, as good as those performers are, it is imperative just for the nature of professional wrestling. There has to be a point. And so I think it's imperative that you come up with a championship. The women's world title. If that's what they do, if they add a second championship, I'm not going to tell you it's a bad idea. I'm not I that's I, I hear you. It's it's comparing. Bring back the, the butterfly belt. Mm. No, <laughs> not the butterfly belt. Make the gold belt like they used to for the men's world the world heavyweight championship the big. make it make it silver and make it the women's oh, that's world probably a pretty good look yeah I kind of like could, that can you imagine if they kept it the same size though <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> that would be so it would good. like cover up it would cover up all the stomach of the girls that <laughs> right. Bailey could actually wrap it around a second time right <laughs> oh man I kind of um, want to see that now uh, yeah, so, where's Emma gonna be when she comes back too jeez. That's a good point. And Nikki Bella. There are some good women's wrestlers at WWE right well, now. Well, yeah. It's... Not, to mi- not to mention Bailey's still got to come up. Oscar's going to be up eventually. They've created a women's revolution. <laughs> They've managed to pull it off in whatever effed up way they did it. They have accomplished what we wanted them to accomplish. It is extremely good right now, and we're all invested. That's the, the really cool part is we are super invested in the women's division right now. Let's get into uh, whatever else happened on SmackDown. <clears throat> yeah, whatever else happened. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, when Dolph Ziggler kicked AJ Styles in the face, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a sick moment for AJ to kick out. One, two, holy shit. Dolph <laughs> like, Ziggler just, like, for, from a meta perspective, let's just look, look at it this way. It was a guy who has been irrelevant for 18 months. Well, he's been on the pre-show. If that, he wasn't on Battleground in any way, winning with a transitional move, like a move they've defined as a transitional move. It was... It's not a transitional move for him. It has been, though. He's been... Yeah, it it has been, been, but it clearly was not. But but I'm saying, up to this point, you're talking about an irrelevant guy winning with a transitional move. It was mind-blowing. It made no sense. I, look, I loved you gotta, it. you got to realize that they've been trying to make him Shawn Michaels for a while. And it's See, only a transitional move because he hasn't won matches with it. Now that he won one of the... That's definition of a transitional move, though. No, but that's... I'm, 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 I'm right. aware. Right. If, if AJ's arguing... Okay, go ahead. go ahead. He won one of the biggest matches of his life right. with it. Therefore, it 
he can, from this point, say it's no longer a transitional move. It's a move he uses to win matches. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad for the future. I'm just saying in that moment, it was tremendously wild to have oh, him win yeah, with that you. move. Yeah. Look, um, Dolph Ziggler's great. We've always known that he was great. I have... For some reason, despite the fact that he's employed by these people, Aaron has argued with me about the fact that two years ago Rolling Stone named him Professional Wrestler of the Year. And as I said back then, he was, because of a rash of injuries, he was the most important part of the WWE for the entire year because he was the worker. He absolutely was. He did everything. I had said Rollins, but Ziggler was up there, yes. He was, was, was great. And they have, look, Mike, our complaints are how they failed him, right? That's fine. And that doesn't change anything. But it also doesn't change the fact that Dolph Ziggler is great. Dolph Ziggler is an excellent performer. He's, like, it's, it's comical how much he sells. He sells in his sleep. He sells so well. Everything about Dolph Ziggler is something that a wrestling fan likes. And, and even, it's crazy for me to even think about this, but in a pay-per-view, in a SummerSlam, where we have Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor yeah. for a world title or the universal title. So it's bigger than the world. When you have that match on the card, there is another match that I'm looking at that could potentially be better than that match. Dude, these two dudes the could WWE do anything. Title. They could do anything. They're just going to go have a match. And that's sort of the, the, the goofy part is how do you make a real storyline out of Two of the most likable people in, you know, like that, that's gonna be and a particular heel turn. Yeah, and that, that would be the most logical thing to do, right? I mean, and, that, and that's, I, I hope they go that way because, what a heel turn with him winning the belt would be big. That, that would be big. My concern right now, because we've seen this before with them, when they're just like, okay, there's this guy, and we kinda wanna push him, so we're just gonna put it, you know, basically, Almost randomly put him in a match. Like obviously, you know, he earned it in storyline, but but basically he randomly got into this match. Mm-hmm. Is that we've seen in the past with WWE where they think, oh, we can just put him in the match, and then he'll just kind of take over. You know, it'll just work itself out from there. Okay. When if he if he doesn't win this match at SummerSlam, they just got to be very careful to if this is them beginning to push him. They, they want to say, okay, we're resetting him. We want him to be at the top of SmackDown. They just got to keep him at the top of SmackDown. I, I think that's the big concern. Well, I don't think for it's going to be that yeah. hard to do that. Yeah, it won't be that Who's hard. Who's keeping him from being AJ at the top Styles. of that? You know, what had been keeping him from the – I know there have been other guys, but he had been Dude, in the been position. A, he, he had been I in agree, the but it has been a fun. AJ Styles just did the same thing. Keep in mind, they had one championship in the past. I know. I and, understand. I understand. And, and how many st- stars in that company? But But this is a guy who – Legitimately, for the past 18 months, they've been almost going out of their way to telling telling us how irrelevant he is. Like they have done segments where he's been in the ring with Stephanie, I, and I, Stephanie yeah. has said, "You're irrelevant." Well, almost the, word I, for I word. I think the glass ceiling thing has almost been kind of a. Ge- and, and the, the guy's thing. a two-time champion. I, you know what I mean? Like, I understand. I think that's kind of been a, a a dumb bit, and they brought it back on on Tuesday night, which I was like, "Really? We're still doing this glass ceiling thing?" Like, are they maybe they were just trying to play off the Hillary Clinton thing, like trying to get some? No, it's really along the lines of the fact that. It is for him. It is a glass ceiling because if he wins this match, it will be his first ever WWE. Because he was a world heavyweight champion the first two times. I mean, that's fine, but he's still a two-time world heavyweight champion. But he's been irrelevant since then. That's the thing. There, there has, whether or not you know you want to say glass ceiling is the right term. Like they have, you know, like I, I was going through the list, like. He hasn't had a win on a pay-per-view besides the pre, like if you take out the pre-show, he hasn't had a win on the 
on a pay-per-view in a year. He hasn't been in on half of those pay-per-view cards. Like, other guys, Tyler Breeze has gotten wins in on pay-per-views in that span. The Usos, Ryback. But I think you've been able to... I think that the comparison is Jericho. Chris Jericho can job for a year and still be Chris Jericho. And I think that Dolph Ziggler, because of all of the work that he has done in his career, is at a point where he can practically be a, irrelevant and yet still can be Dolph Ziggler. It's it's sort I of agree. it's sort of comparable to Kane five, six, seven years ago. That I get it now, it's comical with Kane, right? Like you, right, you can't right, really right. do that right. anymore. But five, six, seven years ago, Kane could still be a really important part of your card because he was still Kane. And now it's different. I think the easier comp is Chris Jericho because they're similar. I, I, I think the difference with Jericho, especially Jericho, if you're talking about the Jericho of the past few years, is when he was around, he was part of shows. He was, he may not have been at the top of the card, but he was there. Ziggler was not on, wasn't even on the pre-show at Battleground. Okay, but that was one. No, but I, I would, he, I think, in the past year, again, I went, I went the through. The Baron Corbin thing has been, they've, they've given that time. It's not like he hasn't. Right, I know, but that, that. You, you're, you're pretending like he has not been on Raw no, or like they, but they, I, they. He hasn't been doing anything meaningful. Putting the, over young talent is meaningful. Not, not when it's not on the page. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you on this, and I'm not, I, I, I get what you're trying to say. I don't think yeah, it's you're as significant. You're shit on Dolph Ziggler's parade. Well, no, I don't, I, I don't think it's as significant as you're making it out to be. I think it's, I think Dolph Ziggler has got reached a point in his career where he can survive these things and he still matters. They couldn't do this. If they had made Baron Corbin the number one contender, you're right. That would be out of nowhere. It would be insane. And they haven't done enough with Baron Corbin to suggest that. But this is Dolph Ziggler we're talking about. And he's a two-time heavyweight champion. Correct. And so is Jack and, Swagger. And, and he's okay. Jack and they, Swagger hasn't been on television. That's the, yeah, that's the main difference. Okay, but I'm just saying, if you're saying that a champion gives him that credibility, no, but, but, but it's I, not I, just I, I know, that. I know, I know, I know, it's not just that. I'm just saying that, you know, you can't just say, oh, Pinning he's AJ champion. Styles gives him credibility. True, and they could have anybody do that, and that's going to be what Aaron says back. And so I'll take care of this. There is a the, there's a massive difference. Jack Swagger never earned anything in his career. The biggest accomplishments that Dolph Ziggler had were winning the championships. But the bigger thing was he also, by the way, saved the show. One year right. at Survivor, at Survivor Series. Series. He and, and has accomplished thing after thing after thing after thing in his career. And he also was of the year by yeah. your employer. Like, I understand Dolph that. Ziggler has a career of accomplishments to fall back on. There is nothing irrelevant about Dolph Ziggler. Now, was he put in a place in the card where what he was doing was not the most important thing on the card? You're damn right. But Dolph Ziggler was never irrelevant. And that happens to everybody got, that isn't John Cena. Not for this long, though. Like, legitimately, you said you said the Survivor Series thing? That was the last important thing that Ziggler has done. And, and here's, here's, here's all I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. If I had it my way, I would have preferred for him to do something a little bit more relevant before he got the title shot. In, in the immediate lead-up to it, just so it, it doesn't feel like, quite frankly, this is completely out of nowhere. I, I think you're the person I, that feels that way. And it's right. It's, I'm not saying that I, that's I, the correct I think view. the respect that, that people have for Dolph Ziggler... Is he deserves? The place went bananas. He's here's, Dolph Ziggler. And I think here's going. Here's going. He's be a the, Hall of Famer. Where are they on the card? I think that's going to be a, a, a big. Oh, I I don't deny that. I, I think here's going to be the big question. Where are they on the card on in SummerSlam? I, I think that's going to be a very interesting question. They're not I, in the main event. No, they're not in the main event. But are they in the nine o'clock hour? Are I, they in the eight o'clock I, hour? I have no idea. Are they in the seven o'clock hour? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think that matters that, that matters. much either. I really don't because I think that they can put they that. Don't, they don't put the best it, matches. Yeah. At the end, all the time, like they don't. They don't do. They that. they started. How do they start Battleground? I, I, well, it's it's the, there's the, the they started Battleground with the Divas match. Yeah. I, I I'm just curious. I'm curious to see where they put it and how they treat the match. That's all I'm saying is I'm curious with 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 the way they're no, doing. No, what you're saying is that Dolph Ziggler doesn't deserve this spot. That's what you're saying. No, I didn't. I said I'd love it if he had spent the past two months doing something, and then he gets And because he didn't do that, you're saying he don't, doesn't deserve this I'm spot. I'm saying it feels a little bit weird, which it does. It feels weird. Admit it. It feels weird. No, it doesn't feel doesn't, weird that Dolph Ziggler is competing for a championship. You and I are going to completely right. – I, I think okay, it's nuts. Fine. I think it's nuts to suggest that because he's Dolph Ziggler. Yes, if Jack Swagger was getting this opportunity, it would be really weird. This is Dolph Ziggler we're talking about. This is one of the even, finest even performers of the last 10 years. And to put it in, even in more perspective, Dolph Ziggler getting this opportunity is way more logical than someone who even has a longer career and the same amount of accomplishments like a Mark Henry. Well, sure, but I would say Mark Henry was out of nowhere as well. Like, no, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, 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 I don't know about, I have no idea how I feel about that. I would just, I, I, I can't, I can't say this enough. This is specifically about Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is great. Is one of the best things about wrestling in the last decade. Dolph Ziggler being in the main event, being in even, look, is it weird that it's at SummerSlam and instead of us getting at SummerSlam, but this was always going to be this way when you decided to do all the blowoffs right, right, right. at Battleground. You were inevitably going to get something that was, what, what else did you want from this? Did you, you just had, want? I understand. I can understand Aaron's coming from when he says he could have had maybe Bray Wyatt in that match. However, you can Bray Wyatt's one of those guys that no matter what he does, because he's Bray Wyatt, it's going to be meaningful. Bray Wyatt could work with Baron Corbin, and it's going to be more meaningful than when Dolph Ziggler was working with Baron Corbin because of Bray Wyatt's character and how different he is than everything else. But Dolph Ziggler being in the World Heavyweight title match, or the WWE Championship match, rather, makes that match even big, not only just a big match because you know it's going to be a great match, but it makes him get elevated up the card, which is their entire goal, yeah, even but, if he doesn't win the match. Yeah, but even if he's not stay, if he doesn't stay there for four months, I, I, I don't care if this is one match with Dolph Ziggler. Look, they gave Christian a, a, a title shot. They gave uh, R-Truth a title shot. You know, like, I, I, don't really, I don't really care because it's Dolph Ziggler. If in, if in three months he's on the, the pre-show again, I feel no different. It's Dolph Ziggler. When he does something, it's Dolph Ziggler doing it. I, I just, I, I can't. Come away I from this. I watch Dolph Ziggler pre-show matches. I don't watch other, anybody else's. He he matters. He is a a historically great performer. You can put Dolph Ziggler in whatever match you want to put him in, and he belongs there. Um, it, 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 if you say they they they've done him wrong, yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. For, no, but, they didn't do him wrong. He was just another guy that got ruined because Daniel Bryan came back. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was the he was the, the he, yeah he was the underdog, underdog right yeah, yeah. All, Daniel Bryan destroyed all of these yeah there was no room for another guy because of, because of Daniel Bryan I mean did he not win the match at summer I'm sorry at Survivor Series that won the company back and then Daniel Bryan came back a month later and all of a sudden Dolph Ziggler did not matter I mean you know what when you're right you're right pal there we go when you're right you're right because that is exactly the way that it went. Um, Daniel Bryan's a dick. Let's just call it the God. way it is. What an How asshole, Daniel, just Bryan. Daniel Bryan. But, uh, my point being, if, if you want to complain about the, the Dolph Ziggler not being in a more relevant match at Battleground, be complain about that. But complain about that for the sake of Dolph Ziggler. Oh, not, not for not. the sake of where they're putting him in the SummerSlam match. 
complain about I, all, it because it, it is, robs me of Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, all I say is, if you're going to do this, and it might be that they had no idea because now that they have course, two different writing. Of course they might not have any idea. I, they don't have any idea constantly well, and, about and what and they're going to do long term. I, I would have but liked him to be more relevant. I want Dolph Ziggler to always be relevant, relevant because yeah. he's Dolph goddamn Ziggler. Now, but especially with this, I would have liked him to have a match at Battleground. I think, I think this is uber nitpicky. I think this yeah. is I think this I is a step beyond. Being a huge dick. I think you should admit that you're... Like when I was admitting that John Cena not knowing the hand motions was nitpicky. Like I'm willing to admit... Oh. This is me. I'm the problem. I love the match. I just, I'm concerned that they're going to treat it like a The word you're looking for is you're being a nitpicky. Fine. I'm being nitpicky. (laughs) Okay. We'll see. We'll see. All right. When we talk next week, we should have more clarity about more of where this is going to flush out from here. Like, again, this week was so much about setting in in advance main events. Like, we we got our main events out of this. I think in the next week, we're going to get more clarity about it. And the cool part about it is, like, there's so many possibilities. And there's so many. Obviously, New Day of the Club is is in motion. That's clear. We think Cena, AJ are going to get the blow off, but we don't know. It wouldn't be the most logical thing that they could do. But, yes, even from there, there's some... You know, if you didn't want to do that, if you wanted to, for some reason, say we ended everything at Battleground, there would be other options that you could do there. And I, I think there's a few ways that you could go with some of those guys. I think that something with AJ and Bray Wyatt would have some, you know, some interest and 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 be intriguing. And that's Bray again, Wyatt's at a good point in his career right now where he can work with anybody. I, I'm very curious to see where they go because I. My my thought coming out of Battleground was that he would end up facing Ambrose. I'm very curious to see what what they do with him here because right now, if we're assuming that AJ and uh, Cena are a thing, they're not a whole lot of guys. As you said, Baron Corbin or Apollo Cruz. Yeah. But it, it's it's a well. Hang on, the Miz roster. still needs an opponent. Miz does. Yeah. I mean that would that be a, would that be a bad thing? Would you be opposed to I, I Miz opposed, Bray Wyatt? Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. No. That would be great. That, that would be, yeah. It could potentially give Bray Wyatt a title for the first time in his career. I, I'd have no problem with it. I mean, it would be a slam dunk. I mean, this is, and again, this is the cool thing and about. Imagine Miz and Maurice working with Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, Maurice. Uh, that that was, was Maurice. Forget Miz. Maurice working <laughs> with uh, Bray Wyatt. That's look. As as I continue to rave about this, this is the reason why you do this. Despite the fact that I still think it's going to fail ultimately, and it probably will. You do this because in July, we are geeked. We are as, as I don't remember ever being this geeked as a wrestling fan. Um, I'm getting messages from random people about how much they've enjoyed this. This has accomplished so much to make this interesting right now at a time where, frankly, wrestling usually isn't that interesting. So I'm in. I, 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 you got well, how many hours of, of wrestling have I watched in the last two weeks? I watched 17 hours of wrestling. 17 hours. I guess it was more than that because technically the show ran a little bit over on Sunday night. Um, I, I mean, I probably watched close to 18 hours of wrestling in the last two weeks, all under the WWE umbrella, by the way. They've gotten, they've owned me for nearly an entire day of my life over the course of the last two weeks. God, what are we doing with our lives? Well, yeah, there's that. But two, bravo, man. I mean, like, there is nothing else right now that could get that much time out of me. There's just nothing. I mean, I, I, I invest not a lot even, of... Not even his son. Right, yeah, my, my son. I'm like, oh, boy, NXT's on. I'll get back to you. Gotta watch No Way Jose. Way more important. <laughs> All right, uh, AJ. Unfortunately, I think uh, because of both of our our, uh, our schedules, we're going to end up having to uh, pause for a bit and record the uh, third segment after you are no longer available with us. Okay. So um, I I will allow you now. I, I know that you're off in Tampa, but 
I'm assuming that the Francis Sports Academy still exists and is still a thing while you're yep. gone. Yeah, my dad, uh, we, he's going to be running in all August. We got four sessions in August. If you pay for three sessions, you get your fourth one free. Um, it's going to be good times going back into school. We're calling it back to skills. Uh, we're doing basketball sessions and it's going to be a good time. You can go to Francis Sports Academy and check it out. If your kid plays basketball, I mean, my dad's coached some of the best of the best between Rudy Gay, Sam Young, just to name a few. I mean, there's been a lot of great basketball players that played in the NBA, D1, D2, D3, that my dad's coached, uh, including myself. I could have played Division One hoops, but, you know, I decided <laughs> to make I, – I decided to be the main event. Yeah. So yeah. When you, when you see those uh, contracts going out in the NBA, do you maybe wonder, like, eh, maybe I should have no, stuck it out? I could have never made the league at 6'5". That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I would never have. made that it. Would if I was 6'8", yeah, I'd right. be playing football. I promise you that. I hear you that. All right. Uh, on Twitter, at AJFrancis410. Uh, we will talk to you next week, pal. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, just so you know, this time next week, I shall be still your main event. When we come back in segment number three, this is Jobbing Out. Our friends at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square are open for business with two all-new drive-thrus, a faster, high-tech kitchen, and a totally remodeled dining room. To you, it all means faster service and an even more comfortable place to eat. The next O's Day at Chick-fil-A is August 22nd. Wear any genuine Orioles gear and get a free sandwich all day. That's Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, just off Campbell Boulevard in the Nottingham Square Shopping Center. And don't forget Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square for all of your catering needs. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jake the Snake Smith from Baltimore Boxing. Just letting you know our next event is August 4th at Michael's 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Yep. Rumble, young man rumble, and these boys will be rumbling that night. You don't want to miss it. August 4th, doors open, 6.30, first fight, 8.15. You can get your tickets by going to BaltimoreBoxing.com or come down to the boxing gym in Fells Point at 506 and a half South Broadway. That's Rumble Young Man Rumble with Jake the Snake Smith and Baltimore Boxing. Thursday, August 4th at Michaels 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, BaltimoreBoxing.com. All season, 12-year-old baseball players across the globe have been perfecting their fundamentals in the Babe Ruth League. All that hard work will pay off as the best teams meet in Aberdeen for the Cal Ripken World Series. The action gets underway this Friday and concludes with the World Championship on Saturday, August 6th. It's free to attend the Cal Ripken World Series, but if you can't be in Aberdeen, you can listen to all of the games at sfmsports.net and on the SFM Go app. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing because it's a charge free.
Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Cash for nothing because there is no fee. Hi, Ken Zales here, KZ, from the PressBox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on PressBox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called the Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon on the PressBox Fantasy Reality Football the Press Box Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon, pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. Back in here, segment number three, it is jobbing out. Unfortunately, AJ had to run back to practice, such is the nature of being in NFL training camp right now, but that's all right. Aaron Oster and I have you handled, and we've got a real main event joining us now. As this man, not only a part of the WWE's Cruiserweight Classic, where he was victorious this week, but on top of that, he is coming to our neck of the woods. He'll be here August 19th at Evolve. We love their shows. You can get your tickets by going to DGUSA.TV. It's a pleasure to welcome in Mr. Drew Gulak here to Jobbing Out. Drew, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's good to talk to you, man. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Great to uh, be here. Dude, first of all, let's handle a couple of things. Um, I, you're a yeah, Philly guy. I was yeah. up there this weekend. <laughs> okay. And I got to stop by John's Roast Pork for a delicious Ooh. roast pork sandwich. Ooh. To me, it's the greatest sandwich in Philadelphia, but I know that obviously is something that you guys care a great deal about. It's very territorial. So you're going to have to tell me, is there something I'm missing? Is there something maybe I don't know about? All right, yo. First of all, John's is awesome. Thank you. Great. Good. Oh, man. It, yeah, a lot of people don't know about it. Did you do uh, sharp provolone and horseradish on uh, that well, guy? No, I didn't do horseradish. Nobody's told me no. that before. I did. You sh- can. You can. Okay, I did. I do spinach, of course. I did. Right. I did the sharp provolone, and then this time oh. I threw on onions, peppers, and hot sauce. Ooh, very nice. Okay. You uh, broccoli rob too, which is awesome. Yeah, I, oh, yes. yeah, that is that is a good play. I agree with that. Uh, this, uh, dude, Philly is, I don't know, like, we, we're known for the cheesesteak, obviously. You know, the soft pretzels maybe, and even, like, the hoagies, the subs. Um, but as far as sandwiches go, there's so many, so many good places around Philadelphia. Uh, Tony Luke's, they have, uh, I, I, they're known, they're, yeah. They're I, known like Tony Luke's. I like Tony yeah. Luke's. I like Tony Luke's. Right down the street from the ECW arena. Right. <laughs> yep. They got, a, they got a great chicken parm. Um, that's a good one. It's a favorite of mine. I used to train down there and get those all the time. Um, man, uh, Denix roast beef is awesome. What is it? It's called Denix. Okay. Hey. Aaron, you better write that down. Right. Yeah, next time That's we go up. D-E-N-I-C apostrophe S, Denix. Okay. I'm I, I'm um, all for it. Yeah, they're in the Reading Terminal Market, and there's so much good food there. Uh, 
Man, they got Baylor's donuts in there. That's good too. I, I could talk for hours about this stuff. Bro, I, this is guys. trust me. I'd rather talk about this than anything else in the world. This uh, is a this is a topic I care deeply about. In that case, in that case <laughs> uh, follow follow City of Philadelphia on Instagram. Okay, it's the best thing ever. Done, done. <laughs> I will follow it immediately because yeah. I am all in, man. Well, it's good. Okay, but okay, heart of hearts because this is a hot hot debate with people: cheesesteak or roast pork. That's like asking me if I like air or food. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but which do you like better, yeah. air or food? I can tell you, I go, I go provolone with. Okay, provolone, not not the whiz. You go provolone. Not, I love, I love whiz, but my preferred is provolone with. And sometimes I get some mushrooms on there, depending on where I go and if they have. Them. I respect everything you just said, except the mushrooms. I'm, I'm out on mushrooms, but other than that, I, re- I respect. I like mushrooms on a burger, cheesesteak, and. And I need peppers and onions. I need to have peppers and onions on a, on a cheese. Peppers and onions are wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I need to have that. All right, so so that was all we needed. Thanks, Drew. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> all right, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, great to be here. <laughs> all right, here's another goofy question that I had, and then I'll let Aaron talk about the important stuff. When you're doing the CWC, and they say there's a 20 minute time limit, okay, right, which they say before every match, mm-hmm. what would happen if you didn't go at the 20 minute mark? Considering it's a tournament, and one of you has to move on. In a single elimination tournament, if there's a draw, then both both members are disqualified from the tournament. What? Yeah. So, you're right. So then the opposing uh, opponent in the bracket would get a buy. No. Oh. Yep. That's silly. Of the ring style, man. Same all thing. right. All right. That's I. You know, I, I'm the dummy then. I guess. Come on. Everyone knows <laughs> this. Watch your wrestling, Glenn. <laughs> I'm the idiot. I tell you what, Aaron. You no, take it over from here. <laughs> uh, I did want to second. You know, you talk about that, the 20-minute time limit. The other thing, I, I got to talk to Rich Swan a couple of weeks ago, and the oh, one boy. thing he couldn't stop talking about was the idea of the weigh-in. How crazy okay. is that to, to bring in all those people and have a legitimate weigh-in for a wrestling I, event? I mean, it, it really it makes sense. If you're going to do it in a cruiserweight tournament, it really does make sense. And uh, it's just rare to see that these days. Like, I'm so used to catchweight bouts where I'm just fighting dudes who are like 100 pounds heavier than me or – you know, people who are 50 pounds lighter than me, which we had some of those in the tournament. Um, but, yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Like, I guess the biggest thing is that they're, they're doing this as a method to showcase us, you know, because this is a group of guys who are always told you're too small. You'll never make it. It's the classic Rey Mysterio, Shawn Michaels, Boyhood Dream story where, you know, everyone doubts you and discounts you. And it's done in a way that they're just giving you so much of a platform to showcase you based on your i guess uh you know lack of science which is what people have said holds people down over the years in professional wrestling yeah and that's the the, the, for a guy like you you didn't have to drop weight for this right like you were you were already you're not a huge guy to begin with i'm 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 uh i have a crazy metabolism so it's very hard for me to bulk and i've been trying to bulk for a long time i hate you just for the record i want you to know that i hate you it'll catch up with me shortly (laughs) so don't worry Yeah, you'll be 30 uh, soon. You'll be 30 soon, yeah. and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you'll notice in one moment. You'll I'm be, ready for it. Yeah, right. I'm ready for it. You'll be like, wait a second, this is weird. I just ate something, and now I gained five pounds. It's <laughs> the goofiest thing. So this was yeah. not, you know, for, for some guys, they had to legitimately drop weight in order to be a part of yeah. this thing. Yep, yep. Some people cut up to 30 pounds. That's crazy, uh, man. Pretty crazy. That is really were, crazy. Were there any guys who were just, like, trying to lose that last pound as you came up to the weigh-in, like you see in some <laughs> of the amateur athletics? 
Alejandro Saez, uh, he made weight on the day. That's wild. And he got an exactly 205. Oh, like everything you God. see in those videos where it's the weigh-ins, uh, it's, it's exactly how it looks. Did like he, uh, did he have to drop his trunks in order to make sure he got there? <laughs> he was down, he was down to his under 10. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Drew Gulak's with yeah. us here on Jobbing Out. Um, this whole thing, man, between this and Evolve right now, and like this relationship with the WWE, and and knowing there's a cruiserweight, you know, a whole group of guys that are be coming into Raw. This has got to be a wild time for a dude like dude like you. I don't know how much you know yet. I don't know how much you still have in front of you for opportunities, but like. For a guy that's been been at it for as long as you have, this has got to be a wild time to be a part of this thing right now. Yeah, I said in my in my interview with them, I said it was surreal, and that's that's really what it is, man. Like from day one, I, I showed up at the CZW Wrestling Academy, a little seventeen year old punk kid with my little brother, and uh, the first thing John Zandig said to us was, "You guys will probably never really go anywhere with this, just so you know. Um, so if you want to stick with it, you got to be dedicated." And uh, so those those being the first words that I heard as I was entering training to become a professional wrestler, to uh, you know eventually earning the opportunity to compete in front of a an international audience, uh, is is it's surreal. There is no other word to describe it to me. Um, it's it's big. It's magnanimous. You know, I guess I can use all those words. <laughs> it's surreal. Yeah, you know. It's yeah, but why would surreal. you want to prove that you're smart? You know what I mean? <laughs> Me, no, I'm not smart. You, you mentioned uh, training with Zandig. What's that like? We we know his persona. We know what his reputation right. is. What what's it like to train with him? Well, I don't I don't know if you guys watch Game of Thrones or anything like that. <laughs> okay. But, uh, there are these creatures in Game of Thrones called dragons, and uh, they breathe fire. I've heard of them. Yes. And uh, yeah, and that means you can uh, you know I guess they shoot fire out of their mouths. Um, <laughs> so if you can imagine a human being doing that, uh, that's what training with Zandig is like. That's that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> I can actually witness this right now. Like, I can envision this scenario playing out yeah, in front of me. Yeah, he breathes fire. No doubt. He's a fire-breathing monster. <laughs> um, you know, you, yeah, God, the whole thing with Evolve, and, and we're going to be up there for the show on, on the 19th because we just freaking love Evolve and, and the work they're doing. But the guys that you're working with week in and week out and all of the talent that you are being surrounded by right now, and I know it's going to be Tony Nese for you, when you guys come to Joppa, like th- this is this is this is crazy to me. I, I don't know that how many times you can say surreal, but like it's it's crazy to me how many quality professional wrestlers are being put on these cards week in and week out for you to to to, to go do these shows. Yeah, it's a lot of guys who have kind of you know been on the indie grind just like how I have for a long time, and um, you know I'm friends with Tony Nese. I've trained with him. Uh, I competed with him in New York uh, for a long time. So, like, to see someone like that get the spotlight, too, is, is a whole other kind of, like, pride that it comes with it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's the whole field, the whole field of competitors. It's really cool. Like, they got Grand Metallic in there, who's Mascara Dorada in CMLL. He's one of the most decorated luchadors of all time. Uh, they got Kota Ibushi, who's one of the most decorated uh, cruiserweights in Japan of all time. Uh, this is this is real. This is a real thing that's happening. Um, and it's going to be really cool to see, like, a lot of fans see these guys for the first time. Now, you have guys like you, Zack Sabre Jr., you know, you think of cruiserweights, you think of the high-flying, the fast-paced action. You guys, obviously, a completely different style. But first of all, why did you decide to go that route when, you know, a lot of times people would try to do go for the uh, more high-flying style? 
I have an amateur wrestling background. Like when I uh, when I started training for professional wrestling, I had three years in amateur wrestling, and that it helped me immensely. Like uh, the techniques that we learn are very similar. Um, just you know, minor differences with the pins, you know, being longer and the techniques uh, coming from a lot of submission-based grappling and stuff like that. But uh, aside from that, um, I think it was it was just over time I kind of just discovered that's who I was in the ring. Um, like uh, CZW is more known for hardcore wrestling for death matches, and that's actually what drew me in to uh, professional wrestling to to just sticking around CZW. I thought it was intense, it was violent, it was in your face. Um, but right from the get go, my trainers were like, ah. Don't do this. If you do this, you're going to have to stick with it for a long time, and it's going to be very detrimental to you physically. Um, so I just kind of I learned. I took my time, and I learned, and I and I learned as much technique as I could. And that's that's kind of where you know, becoming a technical wrestler grew. Hmm. It, it, you know, it's, I feel like it's in an era of I, I don't want to call Daniel Bryan the godfather of this, right? But like in in many ways, he kind of is. You know, like that that once. The rest of the world saw Daniel Bryan. Oh, Don, Don Bryan? Yeah. Oh, oh, Danny. Oh, 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 Danny, is that what he is? Don Daniel. Don Daniel. <laughs> I feel like the rest of the world kind of accepted, like, oh, this this is good, too. Like, this is I, – I like this. I'd like to see more guys like this. And here we have this entire, you know, a group of really quality technical wrestlers that, uh, by the way, also aren't 6'8", you know? Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't – I don't remember. All right, do you remember like back in the uh, in the eighties? Like, was wrestling ever classified as like by styles? It was more so personalities, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess sometime in the nineties, um, when international influences kind of became more prevalent, and then uh, focus shifted to like I guess you could say like a high flyer or more like extreme styles like that. That's when styles really started taking off in a mainstream way. Because WWE, I guess. Since they were, you know, the industry standard, and they are the industry standard, they they never really had a focus on that until the early '90s, maybe. Guys like Sean, uh, you know, uh, Sean Waltman started wrestling mm-hmm. and competing as, as, I guess, a smaller guy. Um, you know, and the cruiserweights uh, moving up from there through WCW, and, and uh, it's it's really interesting to think about that. But um, definitely within the last 10, 15 years, uh, Daniel Bryan uh, was the smaller guy who happened to be known for his intense technical wrestling ability. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so thanks to him, you know, uh, other guys like me are able to follow directly in his footsteps. And it's, uh, it's an honor in that sense. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what that was all about. Um, yeah. uh, so there's, there's, there, there's a, uh, there's a rumor about a guy that maybe is, uh, so, um, I don't know how much of this is, uh, in, in storyline or not, but, uh, there's a rumor that Heath Slater could end up, uh, showing up and evolve. You, you could kick his ass, right? Like, we, we, we gotta start that feud right now. That's interesting. I didn't hear that. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I could probably kick his ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you could definitely kick that guy's ass. Yeah, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's, uh, really good. <laughs> That'd be a good fight. <laughs> well, we joke about Heath Slater. Oh, no, that was the worst start What's to a feud. In about that? What are you talking about? Yeah, that was the worst <laughs> start to a feud. And I just, it's the, the like, it was, I don't, this is the amazing part. I, you perfectly did something there where I don't know if you were trying to, like, sell him. I don't know what you were trying to accomplish, but it works well either way. 
because it's the perfect start to a feud between you and Heath Slater, because you might have just been nothing but praising Heath Slater, but it reads just well enough that you might have also been complete tossing shit on him. So it's... Oh, no, I'm sure, I'm sure he's a great guy. Now you see, now you're cleaning it up better. <laughs> now I see what you're doing here, Drew Gulak. We, we joke about Heath Slater, but in Evolve over the past six months or so, guys have been showing up who you might not expect. We had a, the, the last set of tapings, your buddy Chuck Taylor show up randomly. We have the whole thing with EC3 with uh, Drew Galloway. What's it like to be in the Evolve locker room with all this stuff uh, going on? Uh, it's crowded. <laughs> <laughs> Very crowded. Uh, EC3 looks like a jacked Fred Flintstone. Uh, Drew Galloway is just, um, I don't know. He's about 70 feet tall. Years from wherever he's from, Scotland or whatever. (laughs) And uh, Dustin's getting pretty big, too. He's been hitting the gym pretty hard. Oh, boy. Pretty pretty crowded. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is, is he, um, is he respected on the indie circuit? Dustin, that is. Oh God, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. I'm actually happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. There's legit heat there. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Brilliant. Brilliant. That is wonderful news. <laughs> um, are you? Are you? Uh, are you going to get a crack at him? Do you? Uh, do you have any idea? Uh, I would hope so. Yeah. I think, I think I saw Ethan I Page might be getting him in Joppa, but. Oh really? I don't. I, I don't make the matches there. Yeah, right. We got to for me to say. We got to right maybe now, message Tony Neese. Tony Neese. I got to worry about. I, I'm gonna maybe we cut this up and send it to Gabe. There we go. Get, see. get him to uh, yeah, right. try to start a few yeah, let's matches. Call him up. Let's get him in on that. <laughs> um, dude, I would. First of all, I would love to see that. <laughs> it would be a ten and a half. I'd be all on board. But are, are, do you have a like? Is there somebody you haven't worked with? This is always, uh, AJ always asks this question. Yes. Do, you, do you have somebody uh, that you right, haven't? Yeah, right now, Frederick Alexander. Okay. Someone who I'd like to get in the ring with. Yeah. I've known him for a while now, and um, he's so good. He's really good. There's no doubt about that. He is really good, and and it would be a great matchup. I mean, it would be a match. That'd be one of those things where you have to toss out the 20-minute time limit. Just let you guys fucking go. That'd be fun, man. I would love to push him, so that'd be cool. Is there anybody else? I mean, you've worked with, it seems like, half of the guys in the CWC, but a lot of guys who you might not have been quite so familiar with. When you guys all got together, what, what was that kind of atmosphere like? It was really neat, man. Like I said, like uh, I got Rich Swan there, who I've known since he started training. Uh, I've got, um, you know, Brian Kendrick, someone who, like, has such a crazy career. Uh, he's right around, you know, he started with Daniel Bryan, and then, um, you know, he left WWE, and I got to know him after that, and now he's back. And so it was really cool seeing him there. Um, you got guys like Grand Metallic and Kota Ibushi who are at the top in their respective, you know, uh, environments. You got uh, you got guys from like other sides of the planet, like Fabian Eichner and Damian Slater and Alejandro Saez, and then you got you know dudes from like Anthony Bennett who trained to the Monster Factory here in Jersey, who I see around at the local indie scene. Um, yeah, Tony Nice, guys who I, you know, I've been around, like Zack Sabre Jr. and Tony Nice and TJP and those kind of guys. It's, it's such an eclectic bunch. And then you got a dude like Tajiri who, you know, he's, he was on WWE programming for, forever. And, um, it was just so exciting to watch and, and he's, he's a vet there. So just to be able to share that locker room is, is a complete honor. You, um, like if, if this ends with you getting an opportunity, let me go the other way. If this ends with you not getting an opportunity to go to the WWE, are you good with that? Can you say this was this was worth all, everything just to I'm, do this alone? 
I met. I'm, I don't know if you if you watch the WWE Network, but I was on there last night. Yeah, I did watch. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. I yeah. Was there. So this. So, like so I said this is something that I've, I I was never told. Like I was always told this wasn't. This is probably won't happen for you. Yeah. It, ha- it happened. Yeah. It did happen. It's a great point. It's a great point. Man. Yeah. I, uh, my goal has always been just to keep improving, keep getting better, and keep helping others get better. That's 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 all I've ever wanted to do. We were always taught from uh, day one of training to pay it forward, and that's why I guess that stuck with me. So, you know, people from my my class that that started with me and, and the class before mine, they were teach training the next class, and, and so so on and so forth. Um, so if I can if I can keep those you know those those ideals in line, then I'm I'm good. You talk about paying it forward. You are one of the head trainers at the Wrestle Factory, Chicago's Wrestle yep. Factory. You do a lot of training otherwise. What gives you more pride, doing something like you know wrestling on the WWE Network in the CWC or seeing someone you've trained succeeded? It's so different. They're, they're different things. Um, they both give me a lot of pride. Obviously, like you know, to get any kind of opportunity where I never really was told that that could happen to you. That's that's a great sense of self accomplishment. But then to see someone else who, you know, to see them grow and have aha moments and get better and go on and perform on bigger stages and, uh, you know, just kind of say, screw it, I'm going to go for it and earn bigger opportunities. People like Adam Cole who have gone on this, like, amazing thing. Uh, or, like, someone like Kimberly who's gone on and done amazing things with what she's done. Uh, someone like Jade and TNA who's gone on and done amazing things. Someone like Rich Swan who's gone on and, and you know, like, they're making it. They're doing it. Stuff like that. This, it makes me feel good because I know these people. I know who these people are, and I know that um, it, it's not about it's not about what you deserve inherently, but it's about you know being happy and and getting something out of life. And these people are all doing that, you know. And that's that to me is a whole different sense of accomplishment. You as a wrestler, have done so many different things in so many different types of companies. You do the, the serious, you know, the, the catchboy wrestling in Evolve and the CWC. You do the death matches, the hardcore stuff in CZW. You do the wild, crazy stuff in Shikara. Is, is that something that's important to you, that you can do so many different styles of wrestling? And just how hard is it to be involved in so many vastly different types of companies? So I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about just being a technical wrestler. I don't view wrestling in style. I don't. I don't view it like that. Personally, I just that's just not how I choose to see it. Okay? So, like, you got a guy like Ricochet who's known for his high-flying abilities, and then you got a guy like Zack Sabre Jr. who's known for his technical abilities in the ring. And you can break that down, and you can categorize it. That's just, you know, that's just a way of looking at it. I just look at it as they're both wrestlers. You know? At the end of the day, they're still trying to pin each other. Um, so, being able to, I guess, work for all these very differently branded organizations uh, is the best way to grow and experience things. I mean, if I just stick with one one brand the whole time, I'm only going to know that brand, you know? Yeah. That's something I try to actually instill upon my, my students. You know, don't get pigeonholed. Don't don't get stuck in a bubble. And uh, for reasons uh, that, that make sense, you see that happen here and there. And uh, that's always like a bummer. So I try, to, I try to keep an open mind and just have fun. And for me, that's to experience new things and get better. Very cool. He is Drew Gulak. Uh, cannot wait to see him August 19th in Joppa at the uh, MCW Arena for Evolve. And you can get your tickets to EGUSA.TV. Also, they'll be in uh, Brooklyn 
uh, as well the following night on August 20th. The following you... afternoon. It'll be before oh, okay. the NXT show. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can get your tickets as well for that at DG. Yeah, big title match that night. Big title match. Uh, oh, right. Yes. Well, as long right. as Matt Riddle doesn't be you too. Provided mm. Matt Riddle doesn't win the title, then I will be facing Tim Thatcher for the title. Very so good. Seeing how it's billed as a title match. Provided that does not happen. And a lot of people are going to be going up for the weekend, obviously, to New York that weekend. So make the whole weekend of it and get to Evolve on Saturday afternoon and then do everything else you're going to do up there, dgusa.tv. Drew, what do we need yeah. to plug for, for you? Website, uh, Insta, social media, what do we have? I'm easy, man. Just uh, Drew Gulak on social media, D-R-E-W-G-U-L-A-K. Yeah. Attack. <laughs> Very cool, man. Hey, dude, really enjoyed this. Uh, sandwiches on us next time we're in Philadelphia, all right? Hell yeah, sounds good. Thanks, brother. All right, thank you so much. Very cool. Appreciate Drew Gulak joining us. And apparently, um, he, he, he wants to start a feed with everybody. Yeah, right? Heath Slater, Chuck Taylor. I still Taylor. can't really tell about Heath Slater, though. Heath Slater's, yeah. Like I, like, I can't tell if he was like, no, I respect Heath Slater, or like, Dude, he really would love to rip apart Heath Slater. I, like, I just couldn't tell fully. I, but I, obviously, yes. I, I did enjoy the shitting on Chuck Taylor. Oh, my there. God. He went right after that, him. That, that, that was a good right, right there. Right after him. That was poor, good. Poor Chuck E.T. We'll have to have him on sometime to get a right. retort in. Very good. Appreciate that. Go check out Evolve. We'll be there on the 19th. It's great. It is a great show. All right. Uh, let's wind down this week. By the way, just real quick. I did want to say, say this. Last night, uh, today we taped on Thursday, uh, NXT. Yeah. Really? Billy Billy Kay versus I mean, Santana Garrett, with, with, really. With the entire women's division that's, up at the top. That's the issue. I've said this a million times. You're going to oh, keep bringing was, people up, and you're not ready to fill that. Know, that that's why when um, I think both of you were at me, I was like, oh, well, you, you, I know that you were about a little bit about it. I said, you know, if you call six people up, you're going to have a problem. And they're like, oh, they've called six people up over a span before. Well, they've never called 12 people up in a six-month yeah, span. Yeah, it's been, it's been a lot. And yeah. I've, I've said before, you have to have a lot to replace it with. Look, on they're okay. They've got two legitimate main events for, for TakeOver Brooklyn. And, you know, No Way Jose and Austin Aries makes a pretty solid third match. You know what I mean? Like, you've got... You've got plus, plus, you probably have the... You Bobby Roode will do something. Bobby Roode will do something. The revival will do something. Right, correct. Um, so you got you got stuff. There's stuff there, but it's just not as absurdly top heavy as it's been in the past. That's you know that's all I'm saying. And it got to the point where you had Billy Kay facing Santana Garrett. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. And this Billy Kay right now is the fourth best, biggest maybe yeah, in the right. women's division. Maybe I mean, who's ahead of her? She, she other than Alexa, uh, other than uh, Oscar yeah, and, Bailey, and right. Bailey. Correct. She looked good, by the way. She, she looks good. She always looks good. All right, uh, let's get into the top five for this week. You are going to have to explain this one, this concept to me. All right, so uh, I was I was flipping back after NXT, after this, after everything I watched. I did flip over to the Democratic National Convention to catch uh, President Obama talk. I, I've watched none of either. I've passed on both. I'm not, I, I hate politics so much. I, I they tend all, to agree. They all piss me off. I tend to all. agree with you, but Obama is one of the best speakers of our generation, and last night just reemphasized that to me. Okay. It, it reemphasized it so much that he got a lot of the the Bernie Sanders fans who are in attendance to start cheering for Hillary. All right. All right. And it got me to thinking, he's going to have a lot of free time mm. uh, coming up soon after mm. January. He's going to need something else to do. And how amazing would Barack Obama be as a manager? I think 
he could be one of the greatest ever and get to the point where he could get Roman Reigns cheered. That's well, what I, that was I, the thought that I, I, I had. There, there are a lot of people in this country that don't like Barack Obama. This is true. And a lot but of them are also pro wrestling fans. No, that, that's, that's yeah. a fair point. But to a point like, you know, with Cena, everyone says, Cena, he's a great talker. You yeah. know, say what you will about yeah. everything else. He's a great talker. Barack Obama, you may not agree with him, but damn, is he a great talker. Okay, okay. So, so my thought was, besides Obama, who are the five guys who you could see going from outside of wrestling, maybe especially right. never been involved with wrestling? Right. Step in and be a good manager for somebody. All right. Well, I'll start with the obvious one. I'll get it out of the way at number five. The obvious one is Ray Lewis. That's the He obvious. was my number two. Yes. Was, I couldn't put him that high because he's yeah. so obvious. Yes. Like, it's just, it's a no-brainer that it, Ray it's Lewis. It's amazing that, it, and he's jobless now, isn't he? Uh, right, he's out of the ESPN. Well, I'm ESPN. pretty sure he gets paid like well, a lot of money to just come deliver speeches. Well, why can't he come deliver speeches yeah, on he, Raw? Like he he pops up at really bizarre places. Oh, of course like, he does. What what is Ray Lewis doing there? Well, Ray Lewis is being Ray Lewis. I think it's because they give him like legit oh, fifty grand. They just when come. I say he's jobless, I don't mean he's not making money. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's doing all right. No, 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 he doesn't have a full time employer like he had with ESPN. Yeah, look, I, I think the WWE. I think we found out that the WWE had been interested in Ray Lewis yep. before. Uh, we didn't really talk about the fact that, by the way, it looks like the Shaq Big Show thing is is a, is a go for WrestleMania. I kind of figured it would, whether yeah, it would I'll, be this WrestleMania or right. down the line. I was a little bit surprised because they were coming off of last year's WrestleMania, they didn't try to just push it for SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Um, and, they're they're and, doing a very different build well, for SummerSlam. But particularly but considering, I don't know what Shaq's basketball schedule is around WrestleMania. So That's true. I you know, they were able to get it to happen last year for him to show up. Um, so they can probably. But he just, it. but he just showed up. He didn't build. He didn't, you know, help try to sell the pay per view or anything like that. So I don't know. It just looks like based on the interaction that he had with Big Show at the ESPYS that it's happening. I mean, um, they've been trying to have it since. Remember when he guest starred back in 2010 oh, or whatever? Yeah, they've been trying to make this happen for years yeah, now. I, I get it. Yeah. It just looks now like it actually will happen with Shaq and the Big Show. Uh, but yeah, Ray Lewis is the obvious one, so yes. I made him my number five. Okay, I made him my number two just because he. I didn't care about obvious. Okay. All right. Uh, my number five, though, this one is not obvious. Mm-hmm. This one is, but mainly is I'm trying to get him back on TV any way that I can, and I think he could work. Okay. Vin Scully. <laughs> <laughs> I think who could be a mouthpiece for a guy? It would be different. He would not be the boisterous, crazy. Uh, come out just talking about fish. Uh, and a rockfish is. Could, could you imagine? Trying to distract a guy at ringside, all of a sudden he gets on the mic, starts telling a story. The opponent would legitimately be distracted because who cannot listen to Vin Scully when he's talking and pay attention to Vin Scully? Darren Young, let me tell you something, young man. That... I would watch it if that was on my TV. I mean, look, Vin Scully doing anything. Is exactly, very that's watchable. my point. All right, fair enough. Uh, my number four is not obvious either. Now, I want you to think about this. My number four, I think, could really confuse people in his role as manager. That is Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley sounds like an idiot. But yet, how often does he say very prescient, like this week he's being praised for some of his comments related to uh, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter police violence thing. Like, he, he, when you hear him talk, you think he's a dummy. And but then he, he is he says, quite often. And often he is. But then he regularly says something, you're like, huh, well, how about that, Chuck? And I feel like in a role as manager, he could really screw with you because you just assume that he's a dummy but then he ends up saying something, and you're like, what the hell, man? Like, what? <laughs> what? So that's why I'm going with Chuck that, as my number be four, one. because that'd I think be he could really one. mess with some people. Uh, I went away from the sports world for my number four, and I went, I was going, because I tried to make it from different fields for all of these people. 
And my number four is a man who, very boisterous, he'd be very opposite of what Vince Scully would be, a very boisterous manager, but you would listen to him, Samuel L. Jackson. Well, sure, okay, fine. Yes, yes. he would be quite boisterous. That he would, he would be quite boisterous, and he could probably get a stable to do whatever the hell that he is, wants. That is probably the because truth. Because when Samuel L. Jackson yells at you, you do it. Yeah, that is true. My number three is going to go back to basketball, because I, I, he's, his shtick is so tired but maybe could find new life. Dick Vitale, man. Dick Vitale. Give him a microphone. And imagine how many different ways he can praise. I was going to say, he'd be great on the praise yes. part. I just don't yes. know about building storylines. Oh, oh he's, he's there to tell you how great his client yes. is. Yes. He's a, awesome. As a hype he's man. He's a primetime player. He's, yeah. You know, the whole as thing. As a hype man. There would be no better. Yeah, I mean, look, I get it. The shtick's old, but the shtick's old for college basketball fans. Don't know if maybe it might not be a little bit different for pro wrestling fans. Yeah, you might be Keep right. He, and, I mean, he is from he, Tampa. He's from wrestling that. hotbed. That's right. People, people That's forget right. that. Yeah, yes. people forget that. That's what they say. Uh, you're number three. Uh, my number three. I was looking for somebody, uh, again, someone I f- who could really get in the thick of it as far as a mic battle goes. Someone who could stand up to the Paul Heymans of the world, to anyone who's great on the mic and just match them line for line. So I went f- for someone who's used to getting into mic battles. I think Eminem okay. would be yeah, a right, very, very good manager. And there are a number uh, of people from the rap community who could be. I went with Eminem because not just rapping. You know, a lot of them could do the rapping. A lot of them, not necessarily great just talking back and forth. We've seen Eminem go back and forth on the mic with okay. people before. All right. uh, my number two is my most obscure, I think, by far. But this chick really scared me. I don't know what happened to her. Like, I, I don't know for sure that she's still alive. Like, we should probably check on that as well. But, like, she scared me. And if she was a manager, do you remember this from the, uh, this is from the MTV uh, Video Awards a few years back? Hang on a second. Uh... I didn't prepare a speech, and I'm sorry, but I'm glad that I didn't because I'm not going to do this like everybody else does it. Because um, everybody that I should be thanking, I'm really sorry, but... I have to use this time. See, Maya Angelou said that we, we as human beings at our best can only create opportunities. And I'm going to use this opportunity the way that I want to use it. So what I want to say is um, everybody out there that's watching, everybody that's watching this world, this world is bull. And you shouldn't model your life. Wait a second. This chick scared me. Do you remember Fiona Apple? I do remember Fiona she Apple. She scares me. Like, legitimate. I, I'm terrified. Do you remember that video, the music video, the criminal video, where she was, like, in her underpants the whole time? And yes, yes. I thought she was going to, like, kill everybody. Like, she terrifies me. So I think that she would make a what is good she? I know I want to look up what she's I don't know what right she's now. doing with her life. She maybe found God. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? I don't want, I want, if I get Fiona Apple, it has to be, of course, 1997 Fiona Apple. And not like if she's she appears to still look she, good. She, yeah. Yeah. Look at look at her. Uh, um, the affair opening theme. She did that. Okay. Whatever that is. Well, the the affair is the the show, right? Uh, if you say so, it doesn't mean anything to me, man. It's a show. Okay, I believe. I guess you. she did the opening theme to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she covered pure imagination from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's very strange, <laughs> dude. She's terrifying. I think. I think she's legit terrifying. Like, I think. She, if she was your manager, people would be legit afraid. Because she also doesn't give a shit what she says, too. You know what I mean? Like, 
I think that she, I think that she would work well with Bray Wyatt, actually. I think that they would work well together. She's Sister Abigail? She might be Sister Abigail. Sister Apple? I, I also, Sister Applegale. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah, I also just brought up a name that we haven't heard of in, like, legitimately 20 <laughs> years, so it's very obscure. Wow. But I got one that might even be more, more obscure at number one. All right. Uh, so you already gave your number two, it's Ray Lewis. My number one, do you remember this guy? Do you remember, uh, this guy was, uh, quite the hot, uh, hang on. I don't know why there's so. I represent the rent is too damn high party. Do you remember that guy? People working eight hours a day and 40 hours a week to summer third job. Women can't afford to take care of their children, feed their children breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My main job is to provide a roof over your head, food on the table, and money in your pocket. This is politics as usual. Playing a silly game. It's not going to happen. The rent to them, my movement, the people I'm here to represent can't afford to pay their rent. They're being laid off right now as I speak. They can't eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Listen, someone's stomach, chill, child's stomach just growled. Did you hear it? You gotta listen like me. Okay. Let's talk Mr. about McMillan? the issue. Mr. People can't Mr. afford Mr. to Cuomo, pay their rent. 30 Stop. seconds for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jimmy McMillan. Jimmy McMillan ran for governor of New York. I do not from remember. From the rent is too damn high party. That was the political party that he represented. The rent is too damn high party. I mean, that, that and does it right that there. sounded like Dusty Rhodes. Everyone, that that was the thing. As as Obama was talking, everybody was saying, you know, best speech since Dusty, best political speech since Dusty Rhodes. That time. sounded like Dusty Rhodes to me. I think Jimmy McMillan would be a phenomenal manager in the WWE, I, and I, I, he is my number one. Wow. The guy from I, where the rent you, is where too damn high party. Pull that from, like. I, how were you aware of it? I don't remember this being even a, that big a thing. Uh, he was a big deal in pop culture. Like, he was mocked on SNL. He was okay. mocked in a few places. But, like, I loved him. I'm like, how are you not voting for this guy? He's, I don't know what he's going to do to fix any of it, but he's, but listen to him. Did you, like, he, it was like a song that he was singing. Listen to how, like, well uh, spoken it is. The week of summer, third job. Women can't afford to take care of their children, feed their children breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes! My main Hard job times. is to yeah. your head, food on the table, and money in your pocket. Yes! Listen to that guy. You're telling me that guy wouldn't be a great wrestling manager? Yeah, he'd yeah. be pretty decent. I just pulled off back-to-back Fiona Apple and Jimmy McMillan. Come at me, bro. Oh, Come at me. I, I mean, Tell me your number one's better than Jimmy McMillan. I mean, he might be a better speaker, and he might be more popular, but he's definitely nope. not. Well, as... he might be more popular, but he's not a better speaker. Uh I don't know. Bill Clinton. Well, Bill Clinton's good. Everybody Bill agrees Clinton that Bill is Clinton's good. That's the thing. Everybody loves Bill Clinton. Uh, he can. He copped out there. That's a cop out answer. Even I know, but here's the thing. He's so versatile. Is that the thing? You know, Xavier Woods playing the trombone. But then he can also hit on the chicks. He can hit on the <laughs> chicks. He can play saxophone at ringside. Yeah. a la Xavier Woods. Yeah. He can do it all. He can all do right. it all. He all would right. be a great, great manager. Not as good as Jimmy McMillan. I mean, mine was the best. I mean, admit it. Mine was better. Mine was better. It's what it is. It's okay. Yours were fine too. Mine I mean, was better. That's the way I, it goes. I, I don't. I don't know what to say about Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple and Jimmy McMillan. I actually kind of want them to run for president together. The 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 Fiona See, Apple when, Jimmy when McMillan. When you were ticket. saying like older chick who uh, who scared you, I thought you were going to say like Sinead O'Connor or something. Oh, like you that. know what? She would be terrible. But she didn't talk a lot. You don't she, have to talk to be a good manager though. Eh, I mean, I guess that's true. I guess it's true. Fiona Apple could talk though. She, yes. That girl could talk. Yes, she and could. And she scared you. Like legit scared you. You didn't know what was gonna come next. Like when I remember when I was watching those nineteen whatever year that was MTV uh, awards, and I was like, I don't know what this chick's about to say, but like, holy shit! As it turns out, when she just said the world is bullshit, you're like, oh okay. I mean, that's not. I disagree with you, right? Yeah, that's probably the case. But like, she scared you, man. She straight up scared you. Also, that video was terrifying because like 
You thought she, remember, you thought she was hot, but then you were like, but she's, she's going to kill you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a whole thing. Yep, creepy hot. There you go. All right, there's, uh, there's a top five for this week. I won. Uh, <laughs> thanks to uh, Drew Gulak for joining us. Uh, oh, you know what? We need to do the plugs. Uh, Aaron, uh, you were on Twitter. At the AOStar. We are on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. And, of course, you can reach us via the email. JobbingOutShow.gmail.com. What do you have coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, I should have an article, uh, an interview with Adam Cole coming up Adam Cole, soon. baby. Adam Cole, baby. Uh, that should be coming out pretty soon. I got a couple other things with that, burner, including another, I uh, got an interview with Rolling Stone with our buddy Gabe. Oh, Gabe Sapolsky from, yes. uh, from Evolve Wrestling. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, AJ is on Twitter, at AJFrancis410. If uh, we hadn't had to check out with him early, he would have told you to listen to uh, BJ and Miggs if you're listening in Seattle. Our boys up in the Pacific Northwest at KISW, love those dudes. Listen to the uh, Miggs cast, listen to the Megacast, Ted Smith. We love all those dudes up there. They are great guys. And so uh, appreciate all of their support week in and week out. Also, uh, FrancisSportsAcademy.com is, uh, is AJ's thing. I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio, and uh, you can find me on the web, GlennClarkRadio.com. Thanks again to Drew Gulak uh, for AJ. Uh, this is weird not having yes. him to, how do we do this? I think Drew's just the main event now. <laughs> all right. So for AJ and for Aaron and for the, uh, this, this doesn't even work. For all those guys, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out.